All right, what's up everybody and welcome to Video Game Purists. This will be VGP episode 180. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas and joining me tonight, as always from the East Coast, Mr. Trees. How's it going, sir? Um, Good. I, I went blank there for a second. <laughs> Trees, I got to tell you, I'm looking at our chat, like our private chat. Yeah. Right okay. when... um. Right as the show's starting and I'm realizing I have failed you. I'm looking at this Modern Warfare um, 3 Little Caesars rewards and I did not figure out yeah. how one acquires those yet. So uh, I was gonna, that was going to be part of the discussion this week. With you. Okay. Uh, because my friend got a code. Ooh, okay. And, uh, so, and I sold him. I said, I have a connection. And if the connection fails me, I will have to do your method. So that was going to be a, this, the topic for the show to ask if you have uh, if you have indulged yet in any little seasons and acquired me a code. I have not, but okay. I got to tell you though the the feel of our little Caesars it's a real by the numbers place. <laughs> okay. So right. um, I think I've talked about my little Caesars before, but if I haven't. Uh, this will be brief, mm -hmm. but every time I've ordered from Little Caesars, there are two ways you can do it. You can walk up to the counter, order something, and a pizza gets made. Or you can order in the yeah. app, and they've got this, like, eight-compartment-like wall. I don't know how else to describe it. And each one has a locker, but it's like a hot locker. Like, it's a warm locker. Okay. And so what they a do is, locker. yeah, they go on their end when the pizza's ready and stick it in the locker slot. So let's say you're like slot six. And then when you come in, you scan a QR code at their locker. And when you open the door, you got warm pizzas waiting for you. So they don't have okay. to talk to you. They don't even have to get to know you at all. Um, all right. And so um, our little Caesars, at least the one like right by the house, there's like probably three mm -hmm. of them within 10, 15 miles of my house. But the one that's right up the street, the one I drove past last night to pick up Thai food, um, always has a line. Even if it's pouring down rain, they have a line out the door and around the corner, kind of like a methadone clinic, like or a crack <laughs> den. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I always wonder... Okay. And every time I go there, it's like you fight for parking. <laughs> it's got a decent sized parking lot, but it's always full. And there's a bunch of fucking people mm -hmm. standing in line. And I walk past all of them and just scan my little QR code and grab my little Caesars <laughs> and leave. And the whole transaction takes me like five seconds. And I swear some of these guys, kids graduated from high school while they were waiting mm -hmm. to get their fucking pizza. Mm -hmm. And so the challenge is the app's probably not going to tell me how to get a code. And if I tried to walk in there, even if I just strolled up and didn't get in line and like asked one of the genuinely sincerely wonderful ladies that work there how one would acquire this mm -hmm. code i don't think i'm going to get a very positive response or accurate for that matter. so can, can i tell you how my friend did it yeah sure so we don't have a little seasons around us we'd have to go to rhode island you know we'd have to make a trip like a, <laughs> yeah. a trip to go get little seasons so he downloaded the little seasons app that you mentioned, right? Mm -hmm. And he bought something for like four bucks at some place, random place in like Rhode Island somewhere. Never 
picked it up, never cared to pick it up, right? Yeah. But on the app, they give you the, the receipt, right? The digital yep. receipt or whatever. And it had the Modern Warfare code on the receipt. And I'm reading that on right the, now. I feel like a fool. Receipt. I'm at littlecaesars.com and I'm looking and it says, mm-hmm. get a Call of Duty in-game operator skin. <laughs> oh, no, you get mm-hmm. dual XP with your first order of $3 or more. And then it says earn a bonus in-game oh, operator okay. skin after your second $3 purchase. So, okay, so you got to do it once. Uh-huh. And then do it again. Yeah. So I got to waste six bucks in the app. Although, so... Trees, well, I'm not going to lie. A, if you'll allow me you for a moment. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you you think you could place two separate orders at the same time? Um, you could easily do an order and, and right? then order a second order right after it. Yes. Right. Okay. Excludes order online pay that. and store orders. Okay, that makes sense. So you only get your code by paying on the app. But trees, I'm looking here and I got some heavy hitters here. Mm-hmm. We got 349 for a stuffed okay. crazy bread. Um, we got something I've been wanting for a while, the four quarter calzone, which is a pizza, but they fold in the corners. So the corners are a calzone and in the middle is like square pieces of pizza for $8.99. It's Mm -hmm. a large four banger with pepperoni, bacon, ham, and Italian sausage. Plus they give you crazy sauce, which looks like marinara sauce, but here's the creme de la creme treats. Here's what's going to get me into trouble. Okay. They've got cookie dough brownies, $3.89 for a four-piece cookie dough brownie <laughs> topped with either M&M's minis or fucking Twix. A fucking can, brownie can with I a be, Twix bar on top. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Fred. I yeah. don't like sweets at a pizza joint. Oh. I don't like sweets at a pizza joint. You know, it, Domino's it has all that different. bullshit, too. Yeah. Domino's has all that crazy shit too, like cookies and and fudge brownies and shit. I'm just like, what? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, apparently they also have like wings now, but they look like they're from yeah, yeah, wings. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. But yeah. so yeah, I, I think I can make this happen. Although, looking at yours and looking at this, it looks like you don't get all of the skins, right? You just get. <clears throat> one random one. Well, there's only one skin, right? Well, then what is the purple one and the and what about the pizza dude uh, with the emblem and the charm and stuff? I I'll be honest. I just assumed that was all just one package. Huh. Like you get the code and that all that stuff comes with the with the code. Guess you know we'll saying? find out when I get you some. Listen, if you get two separate orders, you know, yeah, and give me those codes. I'll, I'll Venmo you like like half your order back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. I'm going to tell you right you know now. I've been in a junk food kind of weekend on the weekends kind of mood. Right. <clears throat> I can make the Little Caesars right. happen. Oh shit! That reminds me. Yeah, we got a cheer competition next weekend, trees. That seems like oh, good nice. Little Caesars weather. 
Uh, I used to love Little Caesars when when I was growing up, and they had one in our town. Like it came, it was like brand new. You know, it it was crazy because it had the crazy deals, right? Remember, it was like when I was like ten years, when I was like ten, eleven years old, or whatever, teenager, whenever that shit came out. First of all, they were the first ones to do like um, like like bread sticks, like cheesy bread, yeah, sticks or whatever. Yeah. They they were like the novelty that they had this cheesy bread shit, and then it was like. It's like get two medium pizzas, crazy bread, uh, and a two liter of Coke for like four fifty nine, and you're like Jesus Christ! You're like, how do they do it? And you're like, let's go there, and then you'd go there, and then the pizza was weird looking, yeah, because it had like white cheese. I know cheese is white, but it had like really white cheese, and it was like a solid sheet of like cheese. <laughs> Which wasn't the pizza I was used to, right? I was used yeah. to like sprinkled on cheese, but theirs looked like they put like a giant piece of provolone over yeah. the top of their pizza. Like it was like a giant sheet of white cheese, and you're like, that's different looking. Like it was just different type of pizza. I liked it. Tasted good. I'm a cheese guy. So my mom always thought Little Caesars was trashy, so I naturally wanted it. A lot of people feel that way. A lot of people have that opinion on those seasons. Yeah, and it was really funny because I remember one time my buddy Jason, oh, I think I've told this story about my mom before, but my mom was, my mom is a white woman, but she is like a classic, like Hispanic mom. So everything's mm -hmm. about like polite, respect, sharing, things like that. And so I remember my buddy Jason, he was like 16, 17. He, he recently acquired a car. And he showed up at my house on like a Saturday night just to hang out, right? And I had my own room and everything. <laughs> and he brought a Little Caesars hot and ready. Because when we were in high school, so Trees, you would have been in your 20s, um, that was the big deal, was you get a hot and ready, right? It was either cheese, pepperoni, or sausage. Hot just ready. pick one. You just rolled into Little okay. Caesars, and that's why they called them hot and readies. They had just a pile of them, literally a pile of them under heat lamps. And you just walk in, and it was five bucks, five flat. So you just walk in there. I remember Jay would always mm -hmm. go in there, and he'd bring five bucks and some pocket change, and he'd grab a hot and ready. I want to say our sales tax in Illinois at that time was like 6%. So you needed like, what was that? Like $5 and like 30 cents, something like that. And so he'd just go in there and $5 and 30 cents and you get a hot and ready large pizza. And so he brought it over to the house. And I remember he came over and he's just like, my sisters were sitting at the dinner table. It was probably like seven o'clock at night, but it might've been like right before dinner. I, I can't remember. They were just sitting at the dinner table playing Barbies or something. My mom was in the kitchen. And he goes, hey, he goes, hey, bro, like I'm coming over. How's it going? He goes, check out what I got. And he like showed off the pizza. And my sisters were like, oh, I want some pizza. And he goes, well, that's too bad because Jason bought it and it's for him. <laughs> and uh, my mom was like, no, you bring a pizza into my house. Yeah. You share it with my kids. And he goes, well, with all that's due right. respect, Mrs. Rojas, you're crazy. And she goes, then get out of my house. And he goes, I'll do respect. Go, yeah, go sit in the driveway. Eat your yeah. Pizza. And he goes. All right. And he just left. And he goes, sorry, Fred, your mom's a bitch. And he left. Um, yeah, and my mom and him didn't get along very well, I think, since. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. And uh, it's always a good test, not of a person's morality or anything, but of a person's personality. Mm -hmm. Meaning, I don't think 
regardless of which side you take in that story, I don't think it says something negative about you. I think it just tells what kind of person you are. Because to this day, Jason mm-hmm. thinks he did right. And it's funny because my wife agrees. My wife's like, yeah, you, you were a teenager. You bought a fucking pizza. It's yours. <clears throat> but I was like, no, but, you know, maybe you should read the room. Maybe you don't bring a pizza in and show it off in front of young kids, hoping, you know, and then just, you know, not share with them. You don't just eat food mm-hmm. in front of kids and, like, tell them they can't have any. And um, I think yes. I think one of the biggest telling points, though, was only child. He was. And my wife wasn't, but she's the youngest, and her brother's only a year older than her. And they're very independent in their house also. So um, I, I think I've noticed that in houses where – it was also I, – I noticed my wife today when we were out – they have a young, uh, the, the couple that we hung with brought a, a young kid who's very rambunctious. He's very wild. He's very rambunctious, likes to climb on everything and stuff like that. But we were in a good spot for it. I'll tell that story later. But Julie was extremely nervous and extremely eyeballing him all the time. They're like, um, where is he? He's gone. Where is he? He's gone. And they're like, oh, I'm sure he's around here somewhere. And she goes, you're just going to let him be around here somewhere? Yeah, he runs off all the time. Like, we could just chase him, but he's just going to run off again. And she's like nervous about it. And again, it's it's not really saying anything bad about her. It's just her family just didn't deal with little kids. Like Julie was the littlest kid they had. And by the time she was like 10, they never had to worry about it, you know? And I wonder if my daughter's not going to be the same Mm -hmm. way because she's an only child. And um, yeah, so it's just been my experience that like Mm -hmm. people who didn't deal with younger kids in the house, like my, my sister, my younger sister is almost 11 years younger than me. Right. So you almost kind of like protect her like a parent. Right. So of course I I have a great deal of empathy for her because I'm like, I'm not going to let my littlest sister not have some pizza. If it's here, she wants some, come on, you got a large, what's one piece, but I digress. We went off on a bunny trail. I didn't intend to do. (laughs) And it sounds like you're in my mom's side, right? Like if you're going to bring a, if you're a teenager and you're going to bring a pizza right in front of everybody, you're going to share that shit. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. So, and when the kid said your mom's a bitch, you should have smashed that pizza in his face. Yeah. And you say, like son, like mother, like son, you say, you just smash a pizza in his face. <laughs> you go, no, no one has pizza. Um, I was a different now person back, back in then. the house. I wasn't a very assertive person. And no. um, he was, uh, he still is my best friend. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah, you should uh, you should go for pizza with them, and then smash a piece in his face. And, he, and when he goes, "What the fuck, man?" You say, "Remember when that time you called my mother a bitch?" <laughs> it's true. Just for like, just to big up yourself. You know what I mean? Just to redeem yourself late in life. It's a good point. Um, maybe yeah. I will. Uh, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen him in a yeah. couple of years, but so I a oh, lot okay. of I'm, I'm, I'm weird Make with friendships. Weird. I don't have friends, man. You're probably the friend I've talked to the most. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in, it's in a lot. My, it's a lot of work too, yeah, man. It's a lot so, of work. I gotta, so I I gotta work at it. <laughs> to be fair, he and yeah. I live in different states. He lives in Illinois. He's back in Chicago, mm. where I grew up. So, but yeah, but we can find the time to bump into each other if we truly wanted to. So. That's right. But anyway, enough about Little Caesar. Well, at least enough about me talking about Little Caesars. 
How has your week been, man? Oh, yeah, my week. Um, good, man. Busy. Happy Halloween. Yeah, thanks. Happy Halloween, Halloween to happened. you as well. Ha- yeah. Halloween happened for us. It's two weeks for the people listening removed from Halloween. But for us, it's only been right? a few days. I know. By the way, yeah, how we record and, and release it. But yeah, we had Halloween. And uh, I didn't ruin it this year. <laughs> So what do you think about that? I think that's I'll never great. Let that go. Um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't ruin it. We had, we had we had a good we had a good turnout this year in the neighborhood. We had a bunch of bunch of Devin's uh, football buddies and families come by. Sweet. And so we all gathered in our driveway. You know, I had to work that day, so it's like I got home, rushed home from work, and then had to set up the driveway tables and get all the stuff out and fog machine going and the, all the lights on. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, and people started showing up, and we had pizza, and people brought pizza, and we had pudding and jello shots. So, yeah, pudding and jello shots. Nice. And then we had, uh, obviously, candy for the kids. <laughs> so, were you guys <laughs> outside? The candy for the kids. Do you guys wait by the door, or yes, do you sit outside driveway. in the driveway? Okay. <clears throat> so, we, yeah. we, we put tables out, and then the bowl, the, the, there's different bowls of different things. Like, we had candy. And then we have like allergy allergy free candy mm-hmm. in like a teal bucket, and then we have like popcorn balls that are like you know algae. Al- I keep saying algae like like in a pond. Hypoallergenic. Allergy free. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then we have like a bucket with like Capri Suns and waters. Like we do it up. Damn. There's something for everybody. You know what, what, was your, uh, what was your what was the weather like? It was a little cold. <laughs> it was a little cold. It has been seventy all week. And then Halloween, when we decided to have like, like this outdoor event, it's uh, a little nippy. People were cold. I was cold. Uh, couldn't feel my hands. <laughs> and, um, you know, so we all gathered. And then around 6, it was dark enough. And we all sort of headed out together in a giant group uh, around our neighborhood. My son proceeded to think it was a race, which little kids do. And he yep. just disappeared. With another kid, they were just running instead of staying with the group, um, and and you know we walk in and drinking and and then <clears throat> I was just like I don't think I've seen my son in twenty five minutes, and uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I couldn't pass up Fred. I couldn't pass up the house that has the 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 big the big cooler of white Russian. No, Can't there pass you go. Up. No, no. Nope. Somebody's gonna offer it's you a ball. You got to jump at it, man. You're like, ah, the kid, I haven't seen the kid, but I mean, it's like white Russian. Let me just go get, I'll go get this. And then, then I'll look for the kid. Listen, we're in a in private neighborhood. He didn't go get, saying everybody knows him. He's with somebody for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other thing uh, for people listening. My neighborhood's like a circle and uh, we all, everybody knows my son. We all know everybody. Uh, <laughs> he's in there somewhere. He's around the. He's a, he's a big circle. He's in there. Um, yeah, they had white Russian with pumpkin spice. Ooh, was, nice. Uh, they have little cups out, so you go get a cup and you just spend your. And, so uh, kind of like the. Yeah, was good. And then there was a new just, house. Yeah. Yeah, it was like one of the lemonade coolers from like a cafeteria. Oh, you know what I'm saying? even better with white Russian. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> And then there was another new house, 
and they had jello shots and giant syringes. And I, when I mean giant <laughs> syringes, like giant comical Wiley Coyote syringes. Love it. Because someone was like, oh, they're giving out uh, shots <laughs> and syringes over there. I was like, no one grabbed me one. And, he, I, and another father goes, I got mine. And he held it up, and it was the size of my forearm. I go, Jesus Christ, <laughs> oh, what are you doing? What is that? And my wife got my wife got me one, and it was like gasoline for it. Like it was, they did not. Yep, high octane on the booze. In, in the, yeah, it was high octane. I didn't finish it. I was like, yeah, McCormick's vodka. And sure enough, like, my son was back. At, yeah, just pour it on. Oh. That's why they put it in a syringe because it wouldn't probably properly freeze. Probably, yeah. You got to launch it straight in. down the so gullet. Yeah. Syringe. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and it was good. And then we got back. My son was back at the house with his friends. Uh, and <clears throat> then I think they went around again. And it it was all. What was funny is it was all said and done by seven thirty. That's what's funny is everybody met up six we all ate pizza and then we walked around and we hung out some more around the house and threw some smoke bombs around and then mm-hmm. uh yeah and it was like so cold and then you know the, again our demograph is is like seven-year-olds right so it's not like we're up to like midnight <clears throat> party and it's like they're done everybody's done by like 7 30 there you go and, uh, that was it i was back I in the house days. playing games by eight i yep. was like sweet success Halloween success, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, that was good. So that happened. Uh, I had to go to New Hampshire yesterday to help bring in a boat dock. Ah, uh, yeah. Don't really like those short trips. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that time of year. I had to go up like there. It seems like more of a chore when you go do it for that. Last Did night you stay overnight there. or anything? So I stayed overnight. Um, I got there probably around six-ish yesterday. Um. Had some dinner, went to bed. I woke up, helped uh, help my father-in-law bring in the boat dock. I was done by noon, and then I drove back home. Three gotcha. hours, you know? Yeah. Uh, and the reason I, I'd be there right now, I'd be doing the show from the kitchen in the, in New Hampshire right now. I brought all my podcasting stuff, uh, but my wife was waiting on uh, jury duty. Oh, where they and call so her and tell her whether or not she's got to she go? She couldn't make it. She she had to call them, but they, they had screwed up the recording on Friday or something. So she had to call back on Saturday. So I had to wait. <clears throat> yeah, she sent me a text yesterday when I got there that she has jury duty Monday, early Monday morning. So I had to come home today. If not, I would have been chilling up in New Hampshire right now just by myself. But so I had to come home. And then uh, I made a mistake, Fred. Uh I did it on the Peloton bike about a half an hour just to hop on there and get a workout in right before our show. And I just, I overestimated my abilities and uh, I almost, I almost died. And then I was like, I, oh, I was a little bit up the steps. I'm like, Oh, I, I got a show in 20 minutes. I get in shower. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough. Well, you know what it is, <clears throat> Fred, uh, I am in the middle of Peloton November. All right. Peloton November. Okay. That's what I'm in the middle of. Peloton November. I called it. I, I coined it. So here's, here's, a little, here's a quick little story, Fred. I have a buddy at work, the one that suggested the Peloton in the first place to me all those months ago, where he said, hey, you know what your wife would love? 
a fucking Peloton. I said, she would love a Peloton. She <laughs> likes riding the bike. Right. And, um, and for anybody thinking like, that's rude. No, she really, she liked spin class. Not, not like, not like, like you not know, to get in shape to like, some exercise yeah. equipment, woman. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Get the work. Is an exercise bike for you. Yo, it's equivalent to buying her a vacuum cleaner or a frying pan. It's like, here you go. <laughs> or a bowling ball you want to use. use. I've, no, I've seen it like all. That. Yeah. 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 No, it, was not, it was nothing like that. It was, uh, she loved going to spin class. And, she, you know, so I said, oh, yeah, I'll get a Peloton. So I got the Peloton. And then she actually wasn't, she kind of didn't like it. Because it uh, happens. She liked going to spin class as a social thing. She works from home. Yeah. So then the you know the thought of somebody like works just from never home. leaving yeah, the house. I get it. <laughs> so I understood. I just, she did try to like punk me out though by saying it like she she when she talks to people she'd be like yeah you know he he bought me a my, you know because the thing always comes up oh I got a Peloton and my my wife would go yeah I have a Peloton you know Ron bought me a Peloton uh, you know he thought it was a, a good gift and I correct that. I go no 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 is 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 <laughs> a good gift. Is not I thought it was like Peloton's a great gift. Most people, ninety percent of people, we'd be like, "That's fucking awesome." So <laughs> you just it just what didn't fit your lifestyle. But don't say, "I thought I was," <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, so and what happened was it was in her office down here, and um, right, it was kind of <laughs> like in her way. Like she she wanted the corner, you know what I mean? And she's like, "Oh, you know, it's kind of taking up the corner," and I was like. All right, let me move it. So I moved it out into my my um, section, you know what I mean, of the basement. And then she she promptly filled that corner with, like, clutter and, and stuff. You know what I mean? So that worked out for her. And um, <laughs> so I haven't used it since May, since whatnot started, Fred. Damn. I can almost – I was doing really good, and then – because I'd ride it at night before bed – or, you know, after whatever, the kids were in bed. And then um, mm-hmm. whatnot started. And then that the anxiety overtook most of my nights. And then I didn't ride a bike. Um, <clears throat> so at work, my, my buddy, who originally suggested it, right? Um, you know, he's been in a funk lately. I don't like it. I don't like seeing my friends in a funk, Fred. You know that. Yeah. Uh, I can be a great motivator, Fred. I don't know if you know that, but I can get people pumped. I've heard this. Yes. All right. I've heard this about you. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it, he was, let's say there's people at work, Fred, uh-huh. that, um, and this might sound a little toxic, the way I'm going to talk right now. Okay. So I, if we have any female listeners, I, warning. you know, it, but little, little bitches act like little, little I, I can't take it. I don't like grown men who whine and like complain about work. Work that isn't hard is what sure. I mean, right? Not like they're in a coal mine and they're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> I can't breathe. Not that. It's an excellent This point. is like, yeah. we, work for the po- we work for the purpose. You know what I'm saying? And there's a bunch of sit around and they piss and moan. And when they don't get little ways or someone asks them to do something, they, I'm not kidding. They they fold their arms and then they fucking. I'm not doing it. It's like a dry. It's like what the fuck's it? You're you're a dude. You're a man, right? You're not like. Are you a little old late? Like what? What's going on here? 
And it drives me nuts. Even when, and when you have kids, it drives me even more nuts. I'm like, do you, is that how you raise your kids, man? You teach your kids to be fucking half-assed and, and fucking cry over. It's like, it's, it's, it's wild to me. I'd never teach my son that. You know what I mean? Right. Like fold your arms, fold your arms and, uh, and whine and cry. It's like, <laughs> it's like, why is the job? Right. You do it. And the yeah. problem with that kind of, and the problem with these people like that, Fred is, as you know, it's contagious. They can get other people in that web. You know, they can get in people's ears. We're like, hey, man, oh, you gonna let her, you gonna let the supervisor talk to you like that, dude? Dude, I wouldn't do that. Dude, that's crazy because you're doing all this. So why, why you have to do that too? And then the other person would be like, yeah, 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 this is bullshit. And then they get caught in that web, mm-hmm. you know? And my poor buddy, who's a winner, he's a winner, Fred, by nature. Right. Okay. He got caught in that web. He got caught in that web. And I came in one day and he was fucking over there in the web. And then he came over to me with the, the complaining and the pissing and moaning. I go, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? And I said, look at the look at him right now. Look at him. I said, see those guys? Fucking losers. They're losers. They go, you're a winner. You're a fucking winner. I said, I seen your kids. Your kids are athletes. They're winners. You taught them to be winners. I go, you coach. All right. When there's shit to be done, you do it. I go, those are losers. Look at them. Little, the little bit. Look, they're crying. They're, they're always crying. I go, they're two, they're like two steps away from like tucking it and winning like a championship in women's volleyball. You know what I'm saying? They're close. They're on the, they're on the edge. Don't get caught up in the web. I said, that's, fucking, that's, you know what I mean? Yeah, you never want to get caught and, up in the web. Yeah. And so I, and then he was just talking the other day about, you know, how he hasn't been on the peloton and he hasn't boom he's in a funk and i said i said you know what buddy you and me fucking peloton november Dang you ready man. peloton november i go we're riding on every day every day we physically can we're gonna do it i said i'm gonna get up at 5 a.m every day <clears throat> i go i get up at six like six six twenty you know and i'm like i'm tired then i said but you know what's another hour i'd rather be tired and actually work out. You know what I'm saying? Then mm-hmm. be tired and then be running late for work. There's nothing getting done there. And he's like, yeah, yeah. So we're in the middle of Peloton November, Fred. And I've only missed one day yesterday when I was at yeah, up in New Hampshire, which he gave me shit for. You know? <clears throat> I said, I can't physically do it, man. I'm not, he's like, that's not my problem. That's he, right. You said every day. Yep. Trees, so, you should have brought it down with you. I should have did something. Should have did something. I should have did it like Rocky and run with a log on my shoulders in the woods. I don't know. I should have, I could have made it happen. I've only missed one day, but Fred, I've been getting up at 5 a.m. before work, riding That's that insane. Peloton. That's insane, my friend. All right. And uh, I overdid it today. I came home and I was like, you know what? I can get one in. I can get one in before the fucking show. That way I'm only one day down. True. And I got in there and fucking... I went hot in the paint, you know what I mean? And it was just too much. I, but I won't give up. That's the thing is, like, I might not be able to keep up all the way with some things. You know what I mean? Like, they turn up the, the resistance pretty high, and then you're supposed to go a certain way on the, how fast you pedal, and I might not be able to keep up with that, but I never stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is the one thing. I've never quit. I've never quit one. I've always, like, 
made it to the end. And I'm I'm up to half an hour classes now. And uh it's a decent work like it really is. Yeah, the one I just did, man, she was doing hills. So they were like for like Right, because you had resistance seconds. and stuff, right? Oh my god, yeah. They <laughs> she was cranking up pretty high where you could barely pedal. And I was just like I put my head down. I was like, I, I don't you're think I can. You're going up that hill. You're going up that hill. You're going yeah. up that hill. All right. Now you're going down that hill. Now you're going down that hill. And I made it. You know, but and I've never done a Peloton before, but I know how it can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was sweating. I was dripping sweat. And then I got done. And you know when your muscles stop? And I stepped off of that thing. And I was like, oh, I can't move for a little bit. I need to st- I need to like lean here. Man, I'm sorry for I'm looking at the morning. clock and I'm I like I think tomorrow morning's going to be maybe. I don't know. You know what hurts the most? Hmm. Your ass. Okay. That's the most uncomfortable part right now cuz when you don't do it, it's like riding a horse, like your ass hurts from that seat. You get used to it after like you have to do it for like a few weeks. Yeah. And then you're fine. But dude, I'm telling you, the thing that makes you want to stop the most your ass hurts <laughs> from sitting on that chair. <laughs> it's rough. And I don't stand up. So there's parts of the class where the, you stand up and ride. Mm-hmm. And because of it, I have bad knees, I don't do that. You don't so have I, to. They're I like, oh, you don't want to. Yeah. If you don't want to come out of seat, they'll like just keep pedaling the way, you know, just follow us. But you just don't have to stand up. And I, I just don't because I have a bad knee. And uh, probably making it worse. I'm doing fucking going hard like this. But, um, Listen, man, I'm just trying to motivate people. I, I'm sorry if I sound like a caveman calling people little bitches and stuff like that, but you know, isn't I know you're not funny supposed to talk how you like go that from being, I know you're not supposed to. Well, I was gonna say, what? isn't it funny how you go from being like completely insensitive to um, good and motivational, just depending on your context? <laughs> I, well, it's tough nowadays, right? Because it's yes. like you don't know how people are going to take stuff. And so, you know, calling someone like, you know, I know that whole like stand up straight and pull up your bootstraps and all that shit. You're not supposed to talk like that anymore because it's, I don't know. It's, it's you know, like hurt someone's feelings. Or so, I don't know. But I'm just saying that's how my brain works. Like that's how my inner dialogue is where I'm like, just fucking do it, you pussy. Yeah. And like I've said that five. definitely to like push myself yeah. on a workout or something. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, I won't so, lie. There's dudes saying shit and worse to themselves at the mm-hmm. YMCA gym that I'm by. But you'll get some big old shoulder yeah. bearing, thinking they're um, bodybuilding vascular motherfuckers. And they'll sit there with the headphones on, with the hoodie on, mm-hmm. all sweaty. And he'll be like, go on, you pussy. Come on. You got this. Yeah. Don't be such a fucking wuss. But that's good, yeah, though. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, you need- that's fair. You need it, right? Yeah, I mean, if it works for you, I don't think it's anyone that, yeah. I mean, again, I say I to mean, people, um, feel however you want to about it. <laughs> Just don't talk to me about it. <laughs> right? Like, you're free to feel however you want. Um, uh, I don't like think I, we I gendered think... being a pussy anymore, right? Like, it doesn't... I don't think so. I don't think it's gendered. Maybe my... Maybe my volleyball championship was out of line. Listen, <laughs> it's, it's all it's all jokes, people. You know what I'm saying? But um, you know, like Halloween night, right? Yeah. The next morning, 
what well, was Halloween? Tuesday night? Was that a Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday night. I can't yep. remember. I know very well. So so Wednesday's the first, right? So yep. I, I texted him at eight o'clock when I got in and I wrote tomorrow, motherfucker. And I I put a little bicycle in like a strong arm, right? Like a flexing arm. There you go. Because I'm motivated. Yeah. And he just wrote he wrote, he just wrote, okay. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then I told him, then he said he 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 rode uh the next morning. He said, I rode, legs dead, ass hurts. You know what I'm saying? And I That's said, awesome. He did it. Yep. <laughs> and I said, awesome. Back in this shit. You know? Yep. I said, good job, man. See, that's motivational. Good job. Because guys don't tell each other good job enough. You know what I mean? And then he wrote me at 6, 17 a.m. the next day. He said, get up. And I sent him go. a screenshot. I was eating breakfast already. And I said, oh, I was finished. I was already finished when you were getting on your bike, buddy. See, so you need it. You need it for it. Sometimes you need that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but why do you guys got to get up so early? You got to do it, Fred. No. Like you I said, I'm tired. At, I get up at 6.20, and I got to be out the house by 7-ish. And sometimes I get up at 6.20, 6.30, and then I'm rushing around. Sure. And I still feel dog shit tired, and then I'm running late. So I said, you know what? I, I'm going to get up an hour early. Fuck it. You only need five hours of sleep, six hours of sleep. Yeah. And I said, and I'll be tired. And guess what? At least I'm doing something. And do you know what, Fred? I ride and take a shower. And you know what? I'm more awake than I've ever been awake. That's fair. <clears throat> so more awake than when I just wake up an hour later and I'm dragging ass, staring at my feet for 10 minutes You know, what I mean? before I get up. At least yep. now it's like I'm awake, man. Intimate so relationship that's my, with the side of the bed. Yeah, I got I'm you. Sorry. So that's my that's my Peloton story. Thank you. <laughs> um, and um, otherwise, than that, for <laughs> I hope I I hope I motivated a few people to uh, get up early and exercise. You know, get it done. Yeah. Um, Geeks and sneaks. not just exercise anything. Not just, you know, not just exercise, just to get you done. Um, and then otherwise than that, Fred, fucking, you know, things going, whatnot still happening. Um, uh-huh. You know, I moved the, the times around. It really wasn't a big difference between 9 and 9.30. Um, you know, mm-hmm. still making small sales and keeping it going. It'll still be Wednesdays at, at 9, 9.30. 9, 9, Good. I think. No, this one's 9.15, I think, or 9.10. I think it's nine ten. It's a weird time. I'm jockeying for position. Um, I just remember that you've got a game. Like every now and again, I'll remember that it's like trees, whatnot, night. And then if I'm going to join, I just I just jump on the app and mm-hmm. let the app tell me when when your show's at. Yes. Yeah, I think my show is posted now for the for for next Wednesday. So you can bookmark it now. Oh shit! For know what I got too. Hmm. I made new. I got new stickers, Fred. Because my other stickers are almost gone, believe it or not. That's awesome. Believe it or not. Yeah. So let me show you. I'm going to show you here. Let me turn my camera on. You see my fucking unkept self because I just took a shower, so my hair's flat. That's all good. There I am. Look at me. Look at these stickers I got, Fred. So I realize a flaw with my other sticker. Okay. I'm looking. Does it have my name on it? That's a good point. Just has, no one knows what that is. So I, I you know what I mean? Like, so I had these made, Fred. These. Hot off the press. Heck yeah. Funko Look at that. Trees. I love Believe. it. 
He's a brand new. So this is version two. So you, now some people have to buy all over again just to get the new sticker. Yep. Count yeah. me in that camp. <clears throat> Look at that. I like it. And then, no, no, man, to end my week. You know what I got here? Now that I'm in my wife's office, I brought this down here. I never opened it. Look what I got, Fred. Do you know what's in here? Can you guess? No, no. That's a pretty nondescript cardboard box. Uh, I would it's guess a it's a Funko Pop. Pop. Yeah. That, it's a, okay, it's that a much Funko I could have guessed. Actually, I'm a little pissed off because look, it looks. Oh, yeah. That's some accordion. It's a little crushed here. Some accordion action on that box. I haven't opened this motherfucker. I haven't opened it yet. I said to my wife, I haven't ordered a Funko Pop in a very long time, so I don't know what this could be. And then I remembered what it is. Oh. I had pre-ordered this a long time ago. Okay. I forgot, like, I'm talking warm weather. I'm talking warm weather pre-ordered this thing. Shit. Let's see if it's in one piece. I'm going to be fucking pissed if this thing's dented, buddy. Well, you can return it <clears throat> if it is. Let's hope it's not, though. <clears throat> see what we got. Let's see. What, what is the dent? Oh, it's crust, you fucking pieces of really? shit. Really? Crushed. Well, you might it was <laughs> an Amazon exclusive flocked, which means it's like furry, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Toucan Sam. Oh, that's Oops. awesome. Look oh, look flocked, at that fuzzy right? ass Toucan Sam. Look at that. Oh. <laughs> if you care about the condition of the box, yeah, that thing reminds me of God. Do you, what steel book did you get that <laughs> was like that? Mother, yeah, I know. The Street Fighter one was dented. There was, yeah, and I got. I remember that Fright Night I got from Amazon steel book. It was just dented to oh shit. Oh my god! Look at yeah, that's that's these fucking assholes. Yeah, if you're not gonna open it, and I don't think you open Funko Pops. That no, looks great, this was going to go with my. Um, great. This was going to go with my um, Pringles. You know what you can do though, trees. I won't lie. Um, when you go to return it through the app, they'll ask you if you want another yeah. one, and if they've got it, they'll send it. Yeah, to you. Yeah, I know they yeah. do. So, well, this one took uh, six months to get to me. This one took six months. How disgusting is that? That's, they didn't put any pad in. They just put it in this box. Yeah, they just chunked it in a box. I can tell. Yeah. Some places it comes in like a, this, um, a type of, it's a box like this, but it has bumpers in it. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it's like a Funko style book. Well, that was uneventful. Oh, I'd say it was very eventful. It was just unfortunate. Well, it was eventful, a series of unfortunate it. events. <laughs> I, I've decided I really love to add icon Funkos. I think that's my, that if I had to pick a favorite genre of Funkos, it's the ads. And I think Scoop's in there with me. Scoop, Scoop uh, has uh, I've noticed he likes the ad icons also. He's come around on the ad icons. So I could see that. Something about him. I seen a Morton Salt girl the other day. I'm gonna shit myself. There you go, the little girl. With the girl the umbrella. The, the, the yeah. umbrella. Yeah. yeah, and the and the green. The green. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> It's like it's amazing that <laughs> they made that. It's fantastic. Uh, it is fantastic. But anyways, Fred, how was how was your week? I'm gonna sit here and sue, sue, uh, uh, stew over this fucking busted. 
Well, thing. you know you you know how you don't like to hear people um, whining about work. Um, I'm going to have to talk about work a little bit here, but I wouldn't say it's whining per se. But um, my week was uh, very tiring, but not negative. I would say. Um, <clears throat> so let's get into the obvious. So um, Halloween. Here was very cold. You said it was brisk out there. I don't know if it was quite as cold as we had. It was 32 degrees at 6 p.m. on our Halloween. So, jeez. Yeah. That's how cold it was. The dog bowl out back was a frozen block, and the corgis didn't know how to respond to it. So, oh, man. Um, and as I had said, the, the kids are 12, so Autumn and her friends... Uh, we had some people come over who uh, brought their kids, and um, the girls went out as a group by themselves. Um, they they had cell phones on them, though, right? So, you know, it wasn't even like back when we went, you know, and if you got lost in the neighborhood, you just never got home. Um, like, they were fine. Um, but they wanted to go trick-or-treating on their own, and uh, why in the world— would I want to go out in 32 degree weather? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's also why I didn't set up a table and sit outside with a fire pit and all that stuff. I know that's super popular. Trees, I hate camping. I hate being outside. However, usually on more weather worthy nights, you know, I do stuff, right? Like I've I've done the thing where I set up the table <clears throat> with like kids treats and adult treats and I'll usually have like Nightmare Before Christmas or some Halloween movie playing on the some age appropriate Halloween movie playing on the uh, on the um, right. garage and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll do it, but we didn't this year. <clears throat> and um, my wife was, I think she was thinking of like us being like health conscious, but like on nights like Halloween, like I don't worry about that stuff. Um, so she mm-hmm. made chili for us, the adults, like homemade chili. And then she made a bunch of cheese pizzas for the kids. Like take and bake pizzas. You ever have stuff like that? Take and bake? Yeah. No, it's I mean. Where is that like a term made, or is that a brand? They're made no, like they're made fresh and they're refrigerated, but you just take them home and then you throw them in the oven and bake them yourself. Gotcha. Okay. They call them take I, and I, I bake. Understand. I don't think it's a I don't I don't think it's like I don't expect people to it wouldn't surprise me if you knew, it wouldn't surprise me if you don't know. Um but I'm gonna talk shit on on somebody who is out of this this group that came over. <clears throat> And so the talking shit will begin with, so this, this person loves to go to 7-Eleven because she smokes a lot of cigarettes. And so everything she gets us is from 7-Eleven. If you want a coffee, you get a 7-Eleven coffee. If you want, um, you know, I think, so of course she brings over 7-Eleven take and bake pizzas. Okay, um, right. But, but I have <laughs> to eat some crow on that statement because they were actually really good. <laughs> There you go. Like when the kids went out trick or treat, and I was like, "There's some slices left." And Julie's like, "Do you want one?" And I was like, "Yeah, I want one." So I had some. Um, the other thing was I wasn't drinking much. I wasn't going to drink at all, and then I decided to have a couple with the group because you know my brother came over and um, and stuff like that. But if you recall, and even if you don't recall, I had a go live um, on November first at midnight, so I had to stay up anyway for my work to do the go live mm. which go everybody live. has different roles in a go live. Sometimes go lives happen all the time and I sleep through them. 
I don't have to be up. But for this particular one, <clears throat> they wanted to freeze charging. They wanted to freeze interfaces and freeze charging. So I had put the build in place already so that it would automatically start at midnight. But being who I am and being careful, right? I had to be online at midnight to watch the charges start to get held up in a queue. So I knew I had to be up. So they came over, they brought the take and bake pizzas and our kids went out a little bit later, but not much later than you're describing. It was still very sunny at 6.30 out here, um, but the kids decided to go out anyway. Um, and I'm trying to remember, one was a athlete or something. I swear this girl didn't get dressed <laughs> up. She, I, I swear to you, five minutes before she went out trick-or-treating, she suddenly realized she didn't have a costume and felt bad about it, because probably because she saw Autumn and her other friends in costume. And so they like threw like a, a Nike jacket on her and said she's an athlete or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the other girls were, there were a lot of Five Nights at Freddy's characters. Autumn was one of them. Mm. His name is Ennard. He's from Sister Location, Ennard. that game. Um, he kind of looks like a jack-in-the-box, um, but with like crazy mechanical tendrils sticking out of him. Because like in the later games, they admit that these are like humans that were jammed into animatronics and brought to life. So Bernard oh, kind of shark. If you didn't know that about Five Nights at Freddy's, that's what it is. Um is that uh that William Afton like killed kids and then jammed their bodies into these uh animatronics and their souls are like trapped in the animatronics and he makes them kill oh. kids. Yeah, like a lot of people don't know the lore to Five Nights at Freddy's. Um I'll be honest with you. Autumn always knew the lore and always was very open with us about it. And obviously I played the early games, um, but the lore wasn't quite as deep back then. So we were aware, but mm -hmm. I, I swear to you, a lot of these parents didn't know that. <laughs> that like, I didn't know. Yeah. So Autumn was Ennard. So she's got kind of like a, um, I would say the face makeup looks a lot like the crow. Okay. You could probably visualize that. Um, <clears throat> and then she's got like a dunce cap on. With this hoodie, my wife made it from scratch. So my wife is a respiratory therapist. So she spray painted these like respiratory like tubes, you know, like the tubes where we like suck mucus out of your body and stuff like that at the hospital. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. She got like sterile versions of those. And then um, um, so she bought sterile versions of those tubes and then spray painted them with uh, with uh, silver spray paint. Autumn loved making that part of the costume. She loved, you know, I think it was like around when we did our last week's podcast, like going out in the garage and spray painting a bunch. So, um, but uh, anyway, so she has these tubes coming out and my wife like sewed them into the, this hoodie. And then she's wearing like just regular pants and then like boots, I think. And then she's got this crazy like button like at her collar. I don't know. She looked a lot like the character. And then the final sure. girl went as um, uh, 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 Pennywise from It. She had just seen It for the first time. I'm realizing as these kids get older, right, new movies you know, are new for the first time. So this girl was mm -hmm. 12 and her parents finally let her see It. We did let Autumn see It sooner than that. It was like last year, I think, because she had a friend who got really into horror movies and her friend really wanted to watch It. And her parents don't usually let kids watch horror movies and let her watch it. And she really liked it. The newer one. 
And uh, not part one. two, just part one. Part two, I don't really think is much worse than part one, but part one, they're kids, so at least, right, it's less... I don't know. It's a little less shocking because they're not actually killing off yeah. the adults yet. Um, so, but yeah, she was Pennywise because she she knew who Pennywise was, right? And everybody, she it wasn't the strongest Pennywise. Like she didn't have a balloon or anything, and the makeup wasn't great, so she just made her. But I will give this girl credit; she did it all herself. You could totally tell this yeah. was like a twelve-year-old's best <laughs> attempt. But the problem was they kept asking her if she was a clown and saying she was a cute clown, and I bet that pissed her off she Quite didn't say anything but yeah so i like i just like it i i just like that passive aggressive critique it's mm-hmm. pretty good i liked it you're welcome carry on <clears throat> so yeah but um so anyway what i'm about to say is this girl that i was talking about who grabbed the 7-eleven pizzas every step of the night i wanted to criticize her and be negative about her and Aside from one event, which you could go either way, I found it funny. Everything she did actually worked really well for the night. So the kids went out trick-or-treating and she had said she wanted to play. um, She's like, hey, Fred, you're a retro gamer, right? You got all the old systems. And I said, yeah. She goes, there's a game. You probably don't have it, but I really want to play it um, that I played as a kid called Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I assume you're familiar with the LucasArts game. Zombies yes, at my neighbors. Yeah, we just talked about this. You you informed me the Genesis version is the best. Yes, in my opinion. And so mm-hmm. that's the next part. So she comes over. We're ready to do Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Um, and I'm going to save this conversation about Zombies Ate My Neighbors itself uh, and, and the quality and stuff for my gaming area where I got to try out the RetroTink 5X. I talked about it on a previous episode, but I actually got to play with it now. So I want to talk a little bit about my experience with it. Um, and uh, and so she comes over and so she had said like, oh man, I can't wait to get just so rip and drunk. And this girl doesn't have a job. So she's a stay-at-home mom. So if she wants to get mm-hmm. reborn drunk on a Halloween night, especially because she wasn't driving, her husband was there with her, and he's a great guy. She's she's cool too, but like, you know, it's like if you're not driving, you don't have to be anywhere. You can get reborn drunk, and I she's not like, even though she gets like super drunk, she won't like vomit on your sofa and like pee herself and pass out and stuff. She won't be that bad. <laughs> She'll just get really drunk. Um, And so she was like, are you guys with me? And I was like, well, I can't. I got to do a go live. So no. (laughs) Um, And she was like, Jules. And like Julie had to work the next day at the hospital. So Julie was like, nope, (laughs) sorry. Nope, no dice. So she shows up. And of course, she is known for showing up with really high octane alcohols, right? Like she'll show up with like shooters that are of like Everclear, and she'll show up with like these things. Have you ever heard of them? They're called buzz balls. That's why I called them that. They're like no, not really. 11% alcohol by volume, like little balls of like Jesus. white Russian and stuff like that. And they're there to get you buzzed real fast, right? They're, they're fast. there to start the party. And then you just like sip on a beer or a <laughs> seltzer or something for the rest of the night. You know what I mean? <clears throat> right. And she's also known to bring four locos. Do you know what four locos are? I've never had one, but yes, I see... It's trashy drinking, right? Like, I'm just going to call it what it is. It's trashy drinking. It's when you want to drink to get drunk, but you want to don't want to spend a lot of money. Um, Mm. So she shows up and she whips out a bunch of shooters. And I was like, oh, here we go. But she only had five shooters. 
um, one for all of us, including my brother. And he unfortunately couldn't. He had a procedure in the morning, not a procedure, a diagnostic test in the morning, a medical diagnostic test. And they had told him, um, don't, you know, don't drink the night before. Right. So he was a good boy. He had water. Um, but she had gotten, are you familiar with 99 bananas? No. Okay. So it's banana flavored liqueur. <laughs> that's 99 proof. That's why they call it that. So oh. it's, 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 which is 50% alcohol by volume, right? Like if you're just doing one shooter, sure. Like vodka is 40%, right? And whiskey is often 45%, although Jack Daniels and Jim Beam are like 40. So like, it's not ridiculous, but it's just a stronger, sweeter alcohol, right? Again, it's what you would expect to give a teenager if you were going to do something nefarious and you were, say, an older man, you know? Like I feel like there was some guy always hanging around the high school, some Matthew McConaughey out of Dazed and Confused type that would have like shots of 99 bananas, Right, right, and like, right, right, right. And like whipped cream vodka and stuff. But um, anyway, she <clears throat> but she didn't get 99 bananas. She had different flavors. She had coconut, guava, strawberry, and something else. And so they were good flavors. I actually had the, I did the shooter because it was way early in mm-hmm. the day. Like when she did these shooters, it was before we even had dinner. So it was probably like 5 p.m. when they first showed up. So... Hmm. Um, and we got to get out of work a little bit early. Normally I get off about five, five thirty. Um, I try to get out earlier, but, uh, it's been a rough, <laughs> it's been a rough couple of months. Um, mm-hmm. and so at four o'clock they were like the go lives tonight for those of you who have to do it. Otherwise, you know, we're good. Go home, you know, and they knew I had to get up at night. So they were like, yeah, you definitely log off Fred. So anyway, <clears throat> we did one shooter. And then we had some pumpkin beers in the fridge. That Schlafly's pumpkin ale. We had that leftover. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, but anyway, we did the shooters. 99 Guava was pretty good. And so, yes, she brought shooters, but she didn't bring like get tanked, right? Like amounts. In fact, I didn't even see her with any other alcohol. My wife had a couple seltzers in the fridge, like probably six. And then I was having the pumpkin beer. Pumpkin beer. And I found out. And I was like, well, she didn't bring any alcohol. So I was like, okay, she's not going to get rip-roaring drunk. Okay, cool. We have dinner. We start playing Zombies Ate My Neighbors. And she goes, what is that system you're using? And I'm like, this is a Sega Genesis. <laughs> and she goes, no, no, Zombies Ate My Neighbors is on Super Nintendo. I was like, it's also on Sega Genesis. And she goes, oh, well, I don't know if I'm going to know how to use this controller. Because it was the three-button controllers. Fun fact, I do believe Zombies Ate My Neighbor is kind of timid with the six-button controllers. But... I didn't hmm. have to worry about it. My Genesis, I have two six buttons and two three buttons just so I'm ready for all occasions. Um, and I said, just just bear with me. Just try it. Uh, and I don't know if you recall this about zombie, Zombies Ate My Neighbor's Trees, but you really only need like two buttons. There's like special attack and regular attack. And then, oh, hmm. you know what? You need a third button. You do need a third button to toggle which special attack because you get like plates and bombs and all kinds of stuff. But anyway, and so we gave out Halloween candy. It was a very dull Halloween for us. Um, we're in a cul-de-sac and we had our light on, our, our porch light on, but right. our tree hadn't lost its leaves, right? Because the days hadn't gotten shorter and the weather was only recently cold. It was mostly warm out. So it blocked our front porch. So it's very possible you wouldn't see that our front porch light was on and two of our neighbors were in a cul-de-sac with five houses. Well, with four other houses and two of our neighbors 
both on our right side, um, didn't have their lights on. And the other neighbor who did have his light on is on the main thoroughfare. Like he's the top of the horseshoe where he's like really on the other street, but he's the entrance of our cul-de-sac. So if I'm a kid and I'm running through and I don't look past the tree, all I see is one house that's got their lights on. And it's like, okay, why bother with this cul-de-sac, right? I can just keep going straight. So we did have Mm. some kids, but not many. And, um, and my wife got the good candy. We didn't get full size candy bars, but we did get the, um, what was it? It was Snickers, Reese's uh-huh. peanut butter cups. Oh, can't go wrong. Um, and remember my daughter's allergic to peanuts. So you wouldn't think we'd go this route, but we did. Um, and I think I can't tell whether my wife bought this variety pack or it came this way, but it was, um, Reese's peanut butter cups, Snickers, Kit Kats, and mm-hmm. um, cookies and cream Hershey's. So mm-hmm. white chocolate with chocolate ch- uh, Oreo pieces in there. It's a very, I can only eat a few of those. That's a selfish one um, for my wife and my daughter. They love Oreo cookies. So that's a big one for them. But anyway, so we had plenty of that left over. And we played Zombies Ate My Neighbors for a while. And we had fun. And then trees, you ready to laugh? I got to show them Night Trap. And it was the Sega CD version because I've got that Mega CD flash cart. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you guys, when they got bored of Zombies Ate My Neighbors after about, to be fair, we played for probably like, I don't know, at least an hour, if not closer to 90 minutes. And the kids came in, did a home base thing, warmed up because they were frigid. Um, And then they went back out. And so they were wanting to kill more time and didn't want to watch movies or stuff. So I showed them Night Trap. And we only played for like half an hour, but um, they were very fascinated. They were like, wait, wait, how did this work? And I was like, well, my flash cart will play this without the CD attachment. I've got it downstairs, so I got it. I dug it out. I got to play Museum for a minute. I showed them the Sega CD. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you would play this game. And they were like, so this game was like around when we were like, I mean, these most of these people are a little younger than me. So they were like, so you mean to tell me that in like 1992, this mm-hmm. game came out? And I was like, yeah, yeah. My buddy had it. I was 10 years old. Yeah. And they were like, they were six. They were like, when I was six years old, you could play this game where you were basically some pervert voyeur watching these pantyhose people invade a house full of teenage girls. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, geez, I'm surprised parent groups didn't go after this. And I was like, oh, they did. <laughs> <clears throat> So we were having fun with that and they were watching it. Um, everybody was, especially now, because um, I was like drinking the beers, right? But everyone was having seltzers and stuff. Plus that girl I was talking about, she was smoking weed is what I found out. So she was getting high. That was also right. why she didn't need to drink. But everybody, you have to admit, this was pretty funny. Do you remember they were called the Sega Control Attack Team? And they called themselves SCAT? <laughs> And, you know, no. scat is shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know that. Yeah. So it's hilarious because he goes, I'm Commander Sims. He goes, Sega Control at- Attack Team, scat mission 220 or 221 or something. And so every time you fail or he talks about the team, he goes, scat. He goes, you need to protect the scat. And he goes, scat mission, you know, breaking contact. And when you remove it, it goes, scat disconnect. <laughs> and they were laughing their asses off over how many mm-hmm. times the term scat comes up in that game. I never noticed it until you get a bunch of, you know, buzzed and high people noticing that stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't remember it. I don't remember it. And I ba- went back and looked at the 3DO version later in the night with my brother. And yeah, they changed it from Sega 
to special control attack team because they put it on other platforms, but it's still called Scat. <laughs> it's hilarious. So anyway, um, so that was that was basic. And then the the kids came back, and then we did the nice thing where um, one of the parents had a van, and I had to stop drinking for the night because you know I had I had had two two pumpkin beers, and I was like, okay, I'm done for the night with the 99 bananas plus the couple of beers. I'm done. It's like it was probably like 7:30, and I was like, it's time for. Plus, I didn't want to be tired. Right, the worst thing is to fall asleep on the couch while you're waiting for your go mm-hmm. live. Yeah. So. <clears throat> And I didn't want to do coffee because I had to be the command center call the next morning was at 7 a.m. So you got to be able to like go to sleep on a dime. That is still one of the toughest parts about working like IT jobs is this idea that like, okay, hurry up to stay up and then go to bed, go to bed, go to bed because you got to get up in the morning. Like, I still think that that could be managed better. Um, and, And I'm sure there are IT teams where it is managed better, but that's how my company rolls. Anyway, um, so we went out in the van and we did the thing where we like... It was cold, so we like let them out, and then we drove the van like four blocks away, so that they had a quick way to like get back to us and then stay warm in the car while we drove to another part of the neighborhood. Right. So we did cool stuff like that, and also if they needed us, we could just drive back to them. So that was kind of fun. And then, um, and then we called it a night. And then to stay up, my wife and I watched uh, Halloween Two. Halloween 2. Which I think we talked about it on previous episodes, so I won't you get into it. Yeah. But it continues the same night, so we watched that one. I think we watched that with my brother. But anyway, we watched that, and um, and then everyone went to bed. And then I had to sit up by myself. Um, <laughs> and I didn't want to play video games. I don't know why, but I wasn't in the mood to play video games. And so I watched TV. I did kind of pass out a little bit at like 11.40, or no, at like 11.20, but then I like kind of woke up and realized what had happened at like 11.40 and then turned on all the lights around, you know, around me and, and sat down in the, in the office. But uh, probably could add a Diet Coke or something because like that caffeine's not going to get me up enough. But, but yeah. So did the go live. Um, I, my shit went fine, but they needed some help with stuff. So, of course, um, I had to stay up till like 1 in the morning helping somebody else with parts of the go live. Um, mm. But that was fine. And then the go live happened. And there was yeah. a lot of stuff. I put in 12 hours on Wednesday. Um, okay. I worked from 7 a.m. till 5 p.m. And then they let me go to go have dinner. Work-life balance, they said. I rolled my eyes a little bit at that. And then they wanted me back on at 9 p.m. for a 9 to 10 o'clock meeting. Okay. Work-life balance, my ass. Um, <clears throat> but then... Trees, when that meeting got over, I went to bed and they they said I didn't have to be up and at the command center until eight o'clock instead of seven o'clock that next morning. Trees, I, and I didn't even show up right at eight. I went to bed at 10 o'clock and Julie said I came into bed and she wasn't quite asleep yet. She was watching something and she said, God, by 10.05, you were out. Like I could have stabbed you with a knife and you wouldn't have moved. You were so <laughs> tired. Um. And I was like, yeah, I was. Um, and, uh, but I, I woke up that next morning after sleeping that much, feeling very refreshed. So it's been a, it was a long week, but I think things are going to get back to normal work week this week. I'm hoping so. And we got like Thanksgiving coming up and stuff like that, right? Got, right. 
You got to prepare for that stuff. So I'm, I'm hoping things will get a little lighter going into the holidays. I think it'll be busy days, but at least they're only eight hour days, right? Eight or nine hour days. I can handle that, especially because I don't commute, right? Like you might only work eight hours, Trees, but like if you add in your commute, right, you're at least away from your house for nine hours. Mm-hmm. I know some Sorry. people won't agree with this and I'd love to get my days done in eight hours, but if I stay nine hours... Just because I have to just go downstairs and boot into a computer, I'm a little more understanding of that. But any more than nine hours, and I get kind of like weird about it. Um, yeah. I'm trying to. Well, I don't. I don't do um, overtime. So people are always amazed. Well, and I don't do. We don't get paid for overtime. So my overtime is yeah, free because so, I'm salaried. So I haven't signed up for overtime in years, and um, people are always amazed by that. But I'm like, I don't want to be here longer than I have to, and I don't live beyond my means. I learned that a long time ago. Like, I know the people that need overtime. Right, for money. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. I'm like, I don't want to be here. I'd rather be home with my kids and stuff and doing what I want to do than be fucking here with you clowns. (laughs) Well, and Julie told me, like, you know, she goes, just set up boundaries with your work. And I talked to my boss and I was just like, my boss can't change, like, stuff like the big choices of go lives, right? She's just a middle manager. But, like... She can change this part where she's just like, because I, I will tell you, the person who told me to go home at five and be with my family for a while and then log back on mm-hmm. at nine, that was a vice president, right? A VP, which is above the director. So it's like manager is, I have a manager above me, then there's a director, then a VP. So like, I'm not going to say no to her. And it was a go live, right? So like, I give a little bit of credit for like once in a blue moon, right? This was like the biggest project they've done in 15 years or something. <laughs> so it's like, okay, you get this one. Right, I'll give you this one, but you can't do this for the next project and any ones after that. Um, yeah. So I've just set up boundaries and I told her, I was like, you don't want me to burn out because if I burn out, I'll want to leave this job and I don't want to do that, right? And I, I just talked very candidly to her and Julia was like, just set up your bear, your perimeter, your, 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 um, whatever it's called, your boundaries. Yeah, so your boundaries. That's my boundaries. I, I try to work between 40 and 45 hours a week. Good to go. That's, that's good. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, enough to talk about work. Um, mm-hmm. then the weekend came. So this weekend we had, um, it warmed up a little bit. Um, today was beautiful. Today was 70, but like, it was like probably mid fifties for the rest of the week. <clears throat> um, and, um, and so we had, I had a busy weekend and you know, trees, how I like want to sit on my ass most weekends. I don't like yeah. busy weekends. So I was kind of a bitch this weekend. Um, but I did get my Saturday night to game, um, which I'll get to in a moment. So Saturday I didn't like because I didn't have to get up early. So that was good. But Julie worked and we had the last cheerleading game. It was the football tournament. So they had to cheer at 3 p.m. And then Autumn had a sleepover. So I had to get um, Autumn to the cheerleading tournament at three. I had to get her to her friend's house by 5.30, which the game went till five. So like, that's a tough thing. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to rain that day um, while we were at the game and it did. And so before the rain came, I had checked the forecast and we have a bunch of like 20 to 25 foot tall trees. One that's a massive maple and it's just dropping leaves like crazy. We had like a thin coating of leaves all over my over 10,000 square foot backyard. And it usually takes us, I think I've talked about another show's trees, but like it usually takes us weeks to clear these leaves. And so I was looking it up and I don't remember if it was Julie who told me not to or whatnot, but like 
she was always like, yeah, you can't just ride a lawnmower over these leaves. And I've always wanted really? to do that. And so I read mm-hmm. up that that was the best way to do this, to pick up a bunch of leaves mm-hmm. real fast. And yeah. our lawn guys, we have like a lawn treatment company. They wrote to me, our lawn guy is hilarious. He writes to me at 2.11 a.m. on Friday night. And the sad thing was I was still up playing video games. Um, and he goes, hey, it's Ruben from the lawn company. I'm going to be there tomorrow. And I was like, no, he fucking... And he goes, make sure, you know, I can treat the lawn over leaves, but we definitely need grass poking out over the leaves. And there was no grass poking out. And I was like, no, I need to get this done. So I had Julie wake... I didn't want to text him at two in the morning because then he would think I was, you know... Then I'm worried he will think he can text me at two in the morning in the future. So I had Julie, when she kissed me goodbye in the morning, she always wakes me up slightly to go to work. Um, I texted Ruben and told him not to come, but I knew I had to get the leaves done, right? I had to get the leaves done because it was going to rain. I also had to get the leaves done because they're coming to treat the yard. So that was the tough part was I got up on Saturday morning, made breakfast and stuff like that and played video games for probably like an hour. But then I had to get going. I had to get out, get more gas for the lawnmower, get more lawn bags and go clean it up. The trees, I was impressed in two hours. I cleaned up all those leaves and Julie was beside herself by how clean the lawn looked like there were little, you know, I I was mulching and stuff. So there would be little pieces Mm -hmm. of leaves and stuff there. And there were a couple of stragglers and not all of our trees are empty. Plus we have a lot of variants of trees, like with our neighbors and stuff. And there's a decent amount of them that still haven't lost their leaves. Not all of ours are gone. Our maples only like two thirds empty. He's still got a third of his leaves. So like there's still more work to do, but yeah, I, I fucking, nailed that but it put me in a tough spot because i had to do all that then i had to rush in i had to make sure you know autumn was getting ready for her cheer stuff you know i don't know about you trees but like what i hate is the perfection that those cheer coaches expect and my wife's Mm -hmm. a cheer coach and my daughter doesn't know how to do some of her stuff herself right like regarding cheerleading she just doesn't know how to do it yet, like the high ponytail right. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. my wife's at work and no one on the cheer squad's going to help. And so I have to do it. So I have to become this cheer person who knows how to do this stuff. And I'm not good at it. It's not because I'm a male. It's just because like I'm not involved in that. My wife's a coach. I don't get involved in it. Like I go and cheer them on, but I, I mm-hmm. go to every game. But like, I don't get her ready. I don't know what's in her cheer right. bag. I don't know what the inventory is. Right. I don't I know what she know. needs. Yeah. Well. You think I would know by now. No, I get I a checklist her. and I'm expected to do it all. Now I will say <clears> my <throat> wife is very understanding, but she also knows the kind of person I am. I care too much about everything. And so anyway, I got in, we had like 30 minutes, but I'll give Autumn credit. Like I, I prepped her for this. I was like, I'm going to be regimented. I'm going to rush in here. I'm going to need to eat lunch. I'm going to need to, you know, get you all ready. Make sure you're ready. Make sure your bag's packed for your sleepover. We're not going to take it with us, but we're going to at least have it ready. I was like, here's your checklist of what you have to do for your stuff. Can I trust you to take your shower, do your chores? We call it like, you know, your bathroom stuff, your hygiene stuff, you know, we're, we're getting to that teenage thing where you got to get them used to hygiene or they're not going to do it. Um, and, um, and all that stuff. And I got to give her credit. She did great. Um, my dog seemed to be in cahoots to fuck with me. Cause like the, one of the corgis never wanted to come inside. The other one wasn't eating very fast. The wiener dog, 
he's senile and deaf now and he just every other day he's like throwing up like he's oh, he's not long for this world but you know what i know he's a wiener dog he's gonna live like two more years like this but yeah that dog throws up all over the place all the time he just he's just yeah anyway so i was just <laughs> struggling with all that right and like i had a mild panic attack uh when i went to go do the high ponytail and poor autumn like she's like you're pulling and I was like, I know I'm not trying to. And I even know the method where you take the brush and you kind of bunch yeah. it all up and stuff like that. But it's really when you're trying to get that ponytail because, of course, you got to do like three loops, right? And then they want the bows pointing in a certain way and you got to yes. have this. And then my wife goes, she needs the team bows. And my daughter has like six bows strapped to the front of her bag. And I'm like, which one is mom talking about? And she goes, I have no idea. And so I take pictures and I'm like, which one? And like, of course, she can't respond to me because she's working. Um, so, yeah, but we got there. We played the game. It, uh, it was great because we didn't do the high ponytail. When Autumn was crying too much and I just couldn't get it, I was like, fine, screw it. Let's do a quick ponytail. Just throw something on. And Autumn just threw a quick ponytail in her hair. And when yeah. we got there, uh, the one thing that kind of annoyed me was all those coaches. I was like, hopefully one of you can put it in. And the coaches were like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do a high ponytail. No, screw that. Those things suck. And they were like, no, nah, we'll just let her go without it. I was like, all right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all the coaches are assholes. Yeah. So, My daughter's team, her, uh, they have two coaches. And it's funny because you listen to them tell stories about how mean their coaches are. But then when you see them, mm -hmm. they're like 24-year-old teaches and you're like oh they're kids you know what i mean like i'm i'm expecting some grizzled well like, so autumn's coach, coach is older than know? me yeah autumn's coach is like 47 yeah. so, so she is are, older yeah <laughs> her coaches are both like 24 years old or something that and was yeah that was the neighboring coaches that they teamed up with last year i think i told you last week that they would get up in the middle of the game and leave or they would go to the bleachers and like right. drink so <laughs> So they are not good with like being comforting or like mm -hmm. supporting their kids. Yes. And so the last competition was at the varsity girls had a bad, a bad go at it. Yeah. They dropped a bunch. And one of the girls was so upset when it was over <clears throat> that she was felt sick. And you know, I, my heart goes out to them. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. so bad when they're done. Mm. And she's crying and she goes over the, the trash barrel. In front of a stadium full of people, right? So you know mm -hmm. you're not feeling good if a younger – Yeah. And so the coach gets up, and she's walking towards her, and everybody thought she was going over to see if she was okay. And she just walked right past her and went right out the gym. I'm like, way to go, coach. Good job. <laughs> Fucking horrible, man. Right. And so I was worried it was going to be something like that, especially because it was the last game, right? And now they got to mm -hmm. start gearing up for competition. Right. But no, the coach actually handled it. In the completely, like, this whole week was, like, people acting opposite to what I thought they were going to do, right? And, like, being a positive thing. And the coach was, oh, like, good. first, you know, they let Autumn go without the pony. Then all the girls came in different outfits because it was, like, 55 and they thought it was going to rain, right? And so some mm. girls wore pants underneath their skirts. Some girls didn't. Some girls wore jackets. Some girls wore the sleeves. Some girls didn't. And so the coach was like, she saw that whole situation. And then right before the game started, it started to rain. And then it started to really pick up on the rain. Like that thing where it's like a steady rain, but it's not big enough that like people are getting wet. Like you wouldn't mm. want your phone permanently out, like staring at your screen, but you mm -hmm. wouldn't mind checking the time or the weather on your phone when this kind of rain. 
And then the team was playing like shit. And so by like the second quarter, the coach was like, you know what? I do want you to cheer, but girls, let's just have fun. I don't care. Just do whatever cheers you want to. We'll do a rotation of who picks who. We're not going to do any stunts because of the rain. It's unsafe. And she goes, they're playing like crap. They're going to lose. They're not going to make any better in the tournament. People are all dressed all over the place. Autumn doesn't even have a ponytail. Whatever. Let's just do, let's just have fun. And the girls had a great time. So that was really mm-hmm. positive, right? Mm-hmm. So we did that. And then um, uh, I dropped her off at her friend's house. And then um, Julie came home. We had dinner. And then Julie was really tired. And so she went to bed. And it was daylight savings, right? An extra hour. And so I just got oh, to yeah. sit up starting at 9 p.m., which was technically 8 p.m. if you count daylight savings, and just played straight through till 2 in the morning. I nice. just I just got the night to myself alone downstairs with the corgi. It was fantastic. Um, and then today we played pickleball. Do you have I talked to you about the pickleball phenomenon? I don't know why. Why my yeah wife we we, and, we have discussed it, and I I I have the energy to look up to see what it was. But I know so a I, lot of people like pickleball. Yeah, I, I think it's stupid. It's like people <laughs> like to say it's tennis. But it's not really. It's actually way closer to what's the tabletop game? Ping pong. Ping pong? Yeah. It's totally like big court ping pong because it has a rule where you have to do underhand. It has to bounce once on the other side. You have to get it past the kitchen, which is that front part of the court. Like, it's ping pong. Ping pong. So they rented a court and um, the girl whose house spent the night, they, they have three kids. One that's Autumn's age. One that's like, I think she's like eight. So she's like four years younger. And then the youngest one who's like six. And he is hyper as shit. He is very amusing. And he is, he's going to be a stuntman when he grows up. I can see it already. Or like a dirt biker. You know those people who take un- like ridiculous amounts of risk, but they always seem to like come out okay? He's one of those. Nice. And so... Um, we just hung out and played pickleball. I, my knee was bugging me, so I didn't even play at all. Um, but it was cool to like hang out with them. The weather was nice. It was like 70 degrees and the chiefs played in Germany this week. So the game was at eight 30 in the morning. So this was the one thing that was interesting. We went and played pickleball at noon and the game had just gotten over. And this pickleball place was just flooded with drunk people (laughs) hammered from watching this game this morning. (laughs) And so... Um, it was very interesting (laughs) and yet again, just, uh, uh, and I'm not drinking right now. Um, because like I said, work's been real stressful. We've talked about it, but work's been real stressful. And I was like, I want to make sure that I don't like get a ongoing drinking habit during the stress. So it's just best if I'm like sober while I'm going through the stressful times and then, you know, go back to it or maybe not. Who knows? Uh, I I just don't care right now. I'm just not. So Julie grabbed a beer and I grabbed a Red Bull and it happened for the first time ever, Trees. The Red Bull was five bucks and the beer was three. Look at that. I was like, fuck. It's flipped. Yeah. We finally gotten there. Um, And Autumn's Sprite was three. So, yeah. Crazy times. Yeah, I know. It's like buying an energy drink at a resort. Right? Right. Don't buy one at Disney World. It's like 11.50. Yeah. What the fuck? But so are the drinks, so I kind of let it go. <laughs> so, but um, but yeah, 
So we played pickleball, which was fun. And I think it was just fun to have the kids go around everywhere. And like that boy got to play around because it was like, there are like outdoor courts and it's like Mm -hmm. kind of like a mall almost, but it's like eateries, right? Like it's like little stations of eateries and stuff. And they, they had automated it in a really interesting way. So you walk up and there's a kiosk and you just like, I ordered, they had a chicken finger basket with tater tots for seven bucks. So I ordered that. And you just order it at the kiosk and you give them your cell phone number and they just text you when you're ready and you go back to where the kiosk is. I never saw a human being, but magically was my food just sitting there with a receipt that has my name on it. Nice. I was like, okay, this is unique. Um, but yeah, so we got to do that. And um, and then yeah, that was about it. Um, the only other things I do want to mention very briefly is I finished Twisted Metal the show? Yeah. That show is really good. They did an awful lot with an awful little. What's that on? Peacock? Uh, Peacock, which is free. Okay. You can pay for a premium version where you don't have commercials, but it's free either way. Okay. So, um, but yeah, we watched it on Peacock. Um, <clears throat> and I will say, they did a lot with a little... You don't have to be a fan of Twisted Metal because there were characters I remember from it. Obviously, Sweet Tooth, but like there was also like Preacher and... Oh, what was it? Uh, Grandma. Uh, the, the one with the big pickup truck. There's the sheriff and stuff like that. And so you vaguely remember these characters, but like they have whole fleshed out backstories now, right? And you don't know anything about that. And like the lead character is the guy who played... Um, forget his name right now, but he's the new Captain America... He played yeah, the Falcon. Mackie. Something yeah. Mackie, right? Yeah, and he's really good in that. And um, and so is his female co-star, but I don't know her very well. I think she's mm-hmm. I think she's supposed to be Mexican, but she looks more Native American to me. But either way, she was great. She plays the character Quiet. Um, but they make this whole crazy story of the world that Twisted Metal lives in, and they really spend this first season world-building, and then at the end of the season you kind of get a hint that the twisted metal tournament is going to happen. And okay. so there, there are little bits and pieces where you get sequences like twisted metal, the game, but make no mistake about it. That is not the the show and you can come into it completely in the blind and enjoy it. And Julie did enjoy it. The other thing I really like in a time where shows are too long is every episode's like 23 minutes you breeze through those 10 episodes oh, okay. much faster than you think. Like Julie and I are slow and we still were able to knock out two episodes a night and finish it over the course of like a couple of weeks, which for us is really good. Like it probably took us, we still haven't finished Ahsoka. Like we're just so slow at shows. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> and the only other thing I want to mention was we showed Autumn, we were talking to Autumn about um, cause I'm, and I'll talk about this with my games, but I've been watching the RoboCop movies with Julie and we ended up talking about Terminator at dinner and I was <laughs> like, what's the Terminator? And I told her the plot of Terminator and she goes, wow, that's crazy. I'd like to see this movie. And I was like, sure. I mean, Julie, if you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. And she goes, okay. And I was like, but you know what? I don't know if Terminator one's really going to sink in with you. I think it's going to be a little tough for the times. I said, but in Terminator 2, and I didn't even realize this, do you know John Connor, Ed Furlong in that movie, is supposed to be 12 years old in that movie? Is he? Yeah. 
He's, it takes place in 1997 and he was born in 85. He's supposed to be 12, which is way too young. And they got him on a dirt bike. He should be at least 14, 15. That's what I thought he was. But, but anyway, he's supposed to be 12 in that movie. Um, so I was like, he's your age. And we talk about how like it's new CGI for the first time and stuff like that. And so we started watching it with her and Julie was tired because she had gotten home from work the other night when we watched it. Um, so she had only seen the first hour, basically where Sarah Connor breaks out of the mental institution, mm-hmm. but she was digging it. She thought it was hilarious that they show up naked. She thought it was hilarious that she found Arnold Schwarzenegger really attractive, which is interesting. And it's not that he's not, but like, that's the first hint my daughter gave of like finding people like attractive and stuff like that, or like what she finds attractive. Young think- Arnold. I think my daughter's, it's not really how Arnold looks. She liked how she's like, I like, she's like, he's just really like buff and muscular. And he's like, Uh Oh yeah. Right. And I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> That's what well, she's she is. A, she is a cheerleader. She's heading That's towards true. Athlete. That's true. Cause then when Robert Patrick shows up, she's like, he's so skinny. How is he going to be threatening? Right. Gross. Is he sick daddy? Yeah. What's wrong with that guy? She goes, I didn't want to see his butt. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. I know. And she goes, they didn't show the other guy's butt. And I was like, I know. They do in the first movie. And she goes, oh, they do? I was like, yeah, don't worry too much about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, um, but, and she, but aside from the whole naked thing, she found it absolutely hilarious that he just goes in there and fucks up a biker bar. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I like, I like all the, I like, I like both those movies. Yeah. 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 And, um, and she really dug. Um, when the, when the bullets and like, they start fighting like the, that scene in the mall, she really dug that I'm sitting here trying to get her to pay attention to the afterburner cabinet that he's in and showing her how it moved and stuff. And she didn't give it, she's like, no, nah, no, nah, dad, I want to see what happens when Arnold actually bumps into this other Terminator. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, she really dug the movie and she really dug a lot of the, I wouldn't say the violence, but like the fights and the actions. And I maybe to a certain extent, yeah, the violence, right? She's a 12 year old. Yeah, but, but those movies were all action back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm. She loved the car chase and the viaducts. Do you remember that? Like, or the, the, the. Yeah. The, the, the truck. Yeah. When he, when he yeah, gets he, the, the tow truck and goes really? after him. And they're yeah, in the, those like viaducts. I, I always call them viaducts. I don't know if that's what they're No, they're, they're um, water. They're like. Um, yeah, they're the know. water. I know what you mean. Drain offs. But anyway, I know. they're where American graffiti takes place. Anyway, um, but uh, but yeah. And so we had only gotten through an hour of the movie and Julie had to go to bed. So we decided to stop it. And then when she was sleeping over at her friend's house the other night, she watched the whole thing with her friend. Her friend wanted to watch yeah. it, so she watched the whole thing without us. We felt kind of bad. And she goes, oh, don't worry, guys. I want to watch Terminator 3 now. <laughs> so, like, mm-hmm. Autumn's become, like, a big junkie for the Terminator movies. Oh, she, it all goes downhill after 2. I know. Oh. I was like, well, Terminator 3 is not that good. And she goes, but it's a girl Terminator. And I was like, okay. Oh, okay. All right. We'll see. She goes, she's going to beat up the Arnold Schwarzenegger character. So we'll see. I really didn't like the Christian Bale one. I told her we're going to skip that one. But I don't I kinda, even remember it. Uh, the Genesis one, I actually liked a lot, which was the... Uh, all, I didn't the, see that. That stars the girl who's Khaleesi. Um, oh, I always yeah, forget I her name. I didn't see it. Oh, you should. It's an alt reality where she doesn't, um, she doesn't fall in love with Kyle Reese. So hmm. it's like, how would the Terminator movie go if she doesn't fall in love with Kyle Reese? Right. So anyway, 
Um, yeah. Everybody's got their opinion, though. I, I know it didn't do too well, but uh, I got the steelbook. Um, so, but yeah, that's what that's what I've been doing. We tapered off the horror movies. You'll be happy to know, Trees. Um, we didn't watch them much um, other than Halloween 2 on the night of. So, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. now we're heading into different seasons, so different holidays. That's right. Now. now it's time for Thanksgiving, even though there is a horror movie we are definitely going to go see on Thanksgiving called Thanksgiving. Where, uh, where there's a, it's an Eli Roth joint. He's who made Hostel. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Tim, it's going to be a hardcore one. I think Tim Dillon's in that. Yes, he is. So <laughs> is um, somebody from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, um, he was in other stuff, though. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I've talked enough. Um, but yeah, that was my week. So nice. Eventful week. I'm looking for a less eventful week this weekend. So yeah. Yeah, but cheer competitions <laughs> next weekend, I think. So something's going to They never end. They yeah. never end, Fred. I know. So, but let's switch mm-hmm. gears. Mr. Mm-hmm. Trees, what you been playing? Oh, God. Big gaming well, week for you? Uh, yeah, sort of. Yes and no. Sweet. Um, I started the... Um, Call of Duty Three campaign because I'm in the because I got yeah. the I got it a week early but I did not finish it even though I hear it's like four hours long or three and a half hours. They always say um, that, but I find those campaigns longer than that. Well, if Twitter's any judgment, they all they all hate it. Um, I like <laughs> the campaigns and I like that they're kind of shorter. They're just fun. They always yep. have fun things to do. Okay. The very first one was like that cool shit where you have night vision mm-hmm. and you and you sneak sneak into a place and they do that thing they always do that's cool with like. Get the one on the left on my mark. Yeah. Go. And you're like, piff, piff. You feel so always, badass. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, pap, 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 You're like, oh, that was fun. Um, <laughs> anyways, I'll talk about that more. I'll probably finish it this week and then, you know, play some more Call of Duty. So real quick, though, just before we move on, you are enjoying it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I've only played like an hour of it. I've only played like three quarter of the way through. What are you talking about? But they, they did switch up um, the way they did some of the maps. So okay. you've played Call of Duty campaigns. and <laughs> Every single one up to this one. Right. And they're singular focused, right? It's like you start here and you follow the objectives. And you know what I mean? It's like uh, you Modern Warfare head, 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 2. Head. Did you play that one? You did. No, no. It was Black Ops. Shit. Now I can't remember. Maybe it was Black Ops where you got to pick between different missions. So, but either way, once you're in that mission, though. Oh, yes. It's a they are pretty focus. much linear, yes. Um, so these missions aren't like that. So oh. the first one was, but the second one, um, if you remember Modern Warfare, there's a girl named Farah. I think yep. her name's Farah. Yeah, she's um, been like I didn't, the, the thread through all these. So I didn't play two, but I remember her from the first one. I remember her and her brother and her brother. She, is, she has a huge betrayed. role in two. You learn her like origins and stuff. Yeah. Um, when the first one, did you play as a kid? You sneaking out of a house or something? It, 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 but um, oh yeah, maybe I'm remembering that one. She's in the second one though. She's a yes. she's a player in the second one too. Yeah. So, so but I remember. Her, so I'm like, that's cool. You know, I I don't need to know the second one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty self No, you don't. And I'm not going to explain it. But uh, yeah. you know what? Let's, I I really like. I can't remember if you remember like the old Modern Warfare. I've been wanting to go back to those original ones, especially because they did the remastered versions that mm-hmm. I have. But um, I always remember Soap and Price, of course. And then 
Uh, so McTavish. And then um, obviously Modern Warfare 2 introduces Ghost and Modern Warfare 2, the new one, introduced Ghost also. But Farah replaces somebody and I just forget who she replaces. But anyway, that's um, on the old team. But yeah. Yeah. But this, the second mission is with her. And you're in sort of like a, a ship, shipping yard. Okay. And there's a mission, right? They're like, you, you need to go to this office and grab these GPS trackers. And then there's two spots on the map where you have to stick them, right? Okay. On this cargo. Um, so it's like this little open worldy like shipping dock, you know? You can kind of just, you know, and all the time there's enemies trying to get you and you blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I do the mission. But there's crates everywhere, just like in the, the the multiplayer, just like in Warzone. There's like crates you can open and there's guns in them and stuff. And um, and so I finished the mission. And then I realized on the map, it's it has like, you know, you got 10 out of 20 crates kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So basically, they want you to sort of like explore the oh, whole map. Oh, I see. And interesting. Get yeah. all the get all the quote unquote collectibles, like an extra basically, objective or something. Yeah. Get all the stuff on the on the map. Find all the the boxes and find all. Which is funny because the whole time they're yelling at you all this urgent shit. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So it's kind of like a weird juxtaposition where it's like they still have that singular focus like narrative. But they want you to explore right, this yeah. little this You have to have a area. sense of urgency, but you also have to give them, like, completionist objectives. <laughs> right. It's, it was very strange. And what I noticed, uh, they definitely want you to replay it because they give you loadout boxes everywhere. Oh, and so, okay. You know, you know, the loadout boxes, you, you kind of, like, put in them your favorite weapons. And then during, right. like, a multiplayer map, your loadout box, because everybody starts with the same shit. But so if a loadout box like drops, this sounds like a campaign version of, the, of DMZ that, you know, that shit. Yeah, DMZ mode. Yeah, yeah. It's very strange. It was a weird little mix. I didn't hate it though, because I'm like, it's kind of cool. I'm like, so I can fill up my loadout box, you know, in my character screen, and then I can replay the first, you know, one of these levels, and I can get all my stuff. You know, I kind of liked it. If you want to complete, I know you like completing stuff. You know, like that, like getting yeah, achievements or whatever. So yeah. anyways, that's a little bit I played of it, but it, it seemed fun. I, I seem to like it. Uh, let's see. Police Simulator, I'm still playing. I tweeted out that I unlocked uh, Wallet Thieves. I was very <laughs> happy that. about that. <laughs> made me happy. <laughs> and I made me, that ex- see, it's little things like that, Fred. They get me excited. The wallet you know Thieves, I mean? yeah. Hey. Yeah, pickpockets. Um, the other thing we played was Fortnite. So yeah. the new season's out and it's OG. It's Fortnite OG. So they have the original map and weapons. Um, and huh. it's like a short battle pass. Like it's like you only need to hit level 45, I think, to get everything because it's supposedly rotating the maps every month. OG oh, maps. Okay. Yeah. So they're doing a little different thing. But uh it's fun to go back and uh tilt the towers is back. And uh <laughs> it's kind of cool. <laughs> and in the graphics are sort of like it's not like the old maps with updated graphics in a way. hmm Like when you're there, like 
you know, stuff almost looks cell shaded. You know what I mean? Because it's like the older rocks in the trees and like you go in a house. Right. Like it sounds like to- they probably just took the newer, right, like character models and just slapped it, them onto the older map. But it also looks nice. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like it also, it looks nice. It's so like it's stylized, like, right? Yeah. I don't know. So I think they did recreate everything to make it look like the old maps, but yet it's in the modern engine and everything. Like it looks nice. Mm. Um, but it's funny when you're in like Tilted Towels and all the cars <clears throat> that you can't drive, like the set piece cars, they're all like whooped looking, like cartoon cars. It's very strange because, you know, you play Fortnite now. It's all like fucking low ride, like neon light. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like a wild or whatever, block you know? party. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it, so it's funny to see these old like jalopies and stuff. It's very strange. Um, it's fun, though. We're having a good time doing it. And, uh, you know, we already got our very first game together tonight. We got a victory royale. Oh, nice. So it was good. So it was nice. It's nice on the first one. Um, so we'll be playing that because he likes he likes the old weapons. You know, mm-hmm. they got the little gun with the suction cup on it. He loves that thing. We can like. <laughs> I don't like on. that gun, but I'm he amused by that gun. He just just pulls you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Going to something pulls you. Um, so we're playing. We're playing Fortnite. It's cool. I like that they keep doing stuff like that, just refreshing stuff and. You know, making stuff fun. Keep it moving. They keep it moving over there. That's right. In Fortnite. Um, oh, and some of the character, uh, some of the Battle Pass characters are bananas. And you know, I'm all about the bananas. They're frozen bananas. So it's Peely, but they're fro- he's frozen bananas. So they have like whipped cream on their head. And uh, the bottom of their banana is like a waffle cone. I love it. Love Sprinkles it. on them. So there you go. <clears throat> I got it. There's two versions. So I can get both. I'll get both. Um, <laughs> doesn't take much, Fred. Hey, no judgments. Doesn't doesn't take much. Um, and then most of my time, I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing. Um, oh, why did I just blank on the name? Um, Armored Core Five. Oh, okay. Fires of Rubicon. <laughs> so uh i've never played an armored core game <laughs> that makes two of us i mean i think i tried one once back in the day i do think i tried an armored core but it was before i i um it was before i i really liked those games that you like went in depth with menus and shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. and not that armored core is like that but <clears throat> the customization of your mech is like that not the actual action of the game, but when you get in the minutiae of like upgrading your mech, you could get really deep with building it, you know? Yeah, so I have a quick question just to make mm-hmm. sure. So Fires of Rubicon is actually the newest one, six. Are you sure you're not playing Armored Core six? I think it's Armored Core five. Unless I'm wrong. Maybe you're right. Is it the you new could one? Be. Oh, right. It is six. Yeah. Okay. So six. I'm playing Armored sure. Core six. I didn't want you to. Well, it's a PS3 game, Armored Core five and stuff. <clears throat> I don't know. I always thought that was five. No, you're right. Six. V one. Six. Uh, probably because you've never played an Armored Core game. Neither have I. So like, you're like, I don't know what number we're on. <laughs> I don't. Um, I think I in subconsciously I kept seeing the V, but yeah, V one. It's fair. Or VI. 
Okay. Sorry to be yes. nitpicky. Just nope. Uh, I'm a course six. Fires of, of Rubicon. Um, so one thing I was surprised by this game is the the action of it. I don't know why I was thinking that it was like a methodical, slow mech strategy mm. game. It is not that. I believe previous games have been that. This is like a very fast arcadey type shooter, if you will. Yeah. Yes, I had um, heard it it has some roots in the Dark Souls area potentially. Um I mean, it's I guess it's from really. software, so that's I think that's what it. people I say dismisses yes, stuff like that, but it's it's hard. Okay. Right? But it's hard in a bullet hell type hard, not oh, hard okay. as in, you know, because you just all this shit's coming at you. And there is a, I don't have it yet, <laughs> <laughs> but I think there is a, a, a knowledge, like a skill to the game, like a knowledge of the game of like how to build out your mech for certain situations, mm-hmm. which I'm not like that. I'm just like, oh, giant pistols. I want those. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, it is. It looks good, right? Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> what I like is I like how the missions are done. So it sort of it has a story, which you know it has a whole story about like the corporations and you know how fucking shit's on was burn, burning, the planet was burning, whatever. doesn't matter. There's these corporations and they all are taking over like, you know, they're all vying for the power, whatever. And you're a rogue mech. So you're like a mercenary mech. So you don't have a name. They call you like number 626 or whatever. And you have a handler that's always talking to you. And he's like your agent. He's like setting you up with these other mercenary groups or these other corporations do like mercenary work for them mm-hmm. and so like you, you're trying to like make a name for yourself like build up a reputation now i don't know if that goes anywhere like i don't know if you like get to work for a corporation or it doesn't oh, seem like it, it is places. it just i i don't know um but what i like is is like you everything's done in sorties right mm-hmm. so, so it's like pick a sortie <laughs> And then there's different missions you can pick from. It tells you the objective. And they're like quick, they're like quick missions. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I did one in less in less than five minutes. It was like oh, fly shit. here and okay. shoot these two things. Yeah, it's it, it's very cool because it's like some are a little involved and some are just it reminds me of an old like I used to play this old game on old, I don't know what kind of computer it was, but it was like you you flew a jet and the same thing. It was like you you did these sorties, which is like you went out and fucking did these short missions and flew back. And this, that's what this is like. It's like, you pick these like short missions or they could be in, involved. Um, and they're very different what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of them are just like, Hey, <clears throat> clear out the area of all these fucking other mechs, you know, and you do that. And one of them is like, Hey, there's, there's another guy. He's going. He thinks he's going to take you out. It's literally just like a one-on-one mech battle. And then I did one mission where it was this giant. I don't know if it's supposed to be an oil rig or, or something, but it was walking. Like it was like a giant walking 
sort of like on it was huge, not like an ad at from South. It was it was really it was like Shadow of the Colossus big. It was this huge like three stage like walker. Damn. And you had to get on top of it. So you had to go, you know, it's shooting these giant lasers. And it's definitely a trial and error game where it's like, don't do that again. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. Because it's like get it's like get to this, get to that that walker and, and and take out the the guns on it. So you like jet in through this desert and it's sort of like in the sandstorm. So you just it's pretty far away. But the whole time it's shooting this giant laser at you. And like, you know, I'm like and there's other little mechs scattered around. So it's like I'm like trying to hide behind rocks every time it charges up the laser, but the laser just blasts you or anything and destroys you. Damn. And after about five minutes, I realized ignore everything and just keep boosting to get to it. That's it. Like don't right. stop and try to be all strategic. Like just go straight for the throat. <laughs> Cause he's shooting at you and he can't hit you if you just keep moving towards him. And then once you get underneath him, he can't hit you, but then you got to like take down one of the legs <laughs> and then, and then you like can get up on top, and then you take out all the little points, and then you destroy it, and then the mission's over. It's like good job six two six. It's it's pretty fun, man. And then all the while you're earning money because you're a mercenary, and that's right. when you go back into the menu area, sorta, and you can build out your mech, <clears throat> and you can buy. So you have a left and right weapon like that he holds in his hand, right? Mm-hmm. So those are anything from like. You know, like rocket launches. The like I said, I have two giant pistols, <laughs> which I just think are fucking cool as shit. So awesome. um, well, you know, sniper. Like you stand. It's just funny whatever. to think of like two giant pistols on a mech. Yeah, yeah, they're huge. And um, and then you have two shoulder mounted thing mounted things, one on the left and right, and you can have like missiles or like you know, like a laser beam, or you can actually have like a shield that pops out. And then you mm-hmm. can also upgrade your jetpack because you can also boost up in there and sort of hover, depending on what you choose. Mm-hmm. And you can change everything from, from the head to the body to the legs to the arms. Um, and they all have different sort of attributes. You know what I mean? Like there's reverse joint legs, which mean you can jump a little higher yeah. and you can maneuver better. Mm-hmm. Like it's all crazy nuts. You know, and some of the jets are designed for like quick boost in left and right, and some aren't. Some weapons of a close range, and some aren't. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> depending on your mission and what you're varied, looking yeah. at, you can load out your dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, instead of me, where I'm just like, yeah, but I like my big pistols. Um, I think the out. whole point of that game, though, from what I've heard, again only casually heard stuff about it but like it was designed that way right so that any combination can really succeed yeah i mean it's a lot of boosting and so like you hit your boost um and you just slide like you'll constantly have your boosters on and you just glide around and then from that position you can like juke left or right you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like strafe um and you'll keep boosting Unless until you let go of the um, directional stick and then you're like, stop. Mm-hmm. That takes a little getting used to. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, because you hit the boost button to, to start boosting. But if you hit the boost button again, he won't stop, which is what your brain tells you to do. Right. right? Yeah. Almost like clicking in the stick to run and then you 
you click it stop but you need to like just let them stop like let go of the and he'll stop sure. but then you have like a crazy boost if you click in the left thumbstick he you use like you have like a it's like a stamina meter that's that's drains when you boost or when you hover um and this thing would use the whole meter if you just click the stick in and he'll go as far as fast as he can um until that runs out so that's like the cover distance quickly to get to where you need to get to yeah um so you can move you start moving around and then you fight other mechs and other things that do the same shit and uh you know, then it gets real animated. You can have a giant energy sword on your arm. There you go. So you can just whip that out. Fuck it's stuff definitely up. an energy sword. It is not a lightsaber. No. Um, and then with your <clears throat> mech, when you want to customize it, <clears throat> um, which is funny because you see your mech from the back, and he's not taking up the screen. Like, it's a third-person view, and, you know – you're not taking up too much real estate. So you look fairly small to you. You know what I mean? Oh, Even yeah. though these, he's, he's a, this giant thing. Um, <laughs> but when you're, when you're customizing them, besides from the guns and the rockets and the armor, and you can put different chips in there for, uh, you know, targeting, making your targeting shit better. There's also a extra mod slot that's locked right now. So I don't know what you put in that. Hmm. Um, but besides that, and besides the arms and the legs and changing the shape and the heads and all that, you also have paint jobs. You can paint them and you can paint all different little parts, even parts of your gun. You could put decals and stickers and logos on different parts of your mech. It has a custom decal maker like Forza huh. if yeah. you want to get fucking fancy, fancy. Um, so you can spend – a, a crazy amount of time customizing your mech for how much little you would see a logo on the front of your mech's head when you don't see the front of your mech right. in, in the game. Yo, but that's, that's just not for what you. it's about, bro. No. It's about everyone else seeing your mech. Yeah. It's just for you to be like, my mech, mech's badass. Right now, my mech is all black with, <clears throat> with gold accents. So his bolts in the Pieces of his gun are gold. It's very cool looking. And uh, you can weather it. You know, everything from like different patterns on the metal and uh, graffiti and all types is all the way down to how much you want it weathered or rusted or brand new or shiny or matte or fucking it, like it, it's it's bananas. Like the customization for the mechs, which is good. I mean, if you get if you're really into this game, you kind of want your own. You want your mech to be your mech, man. So I get it. I like that shit. Um, I I enjoy it. I just don't know how long I'm going to enjoy it for. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it for as long as I can do it, you know? <laughs> and then when it hits a point where I'm like, well, all right, that was fun. You know, when I hit some, some crazy tank or something where I'm just like, eh, you know what? I think I've seen enough of uh, Ahmed Core. I'm good. I've had some fun. We've had fun this week. So I haven't hit it yet. I haven't hit that mission yet. I'm on a mission now that seems it could be that mission, though. It's oh, a bit okay. much. Um, it's like taking over a dam, and I got to get to the top of the dam where there's a, basically a boss battle from what it sounds like up there. But I can't even get to the dam. This shit in the way that's like tanks. Why does this and- feel like it's 
because it just it sounds similar to Metal Wolf Chaos, only significantly better in design. <laughs> but yeah, maybe a little metal. There's even a huge mission where you have to. You're at the dam. I think the Hoover Dam in that mm-hmm. one. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah, I remember Metal Wolf Chaos. Yeah. A little bit more in depth than Metal Wolf. Chaos. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. A little bit more thought. Wait. I think a little bit more thought went into this game than Metal Wolf Chaos. Uh, yeah, um, probably. At least a lot more talent. And I understand they're both from software joints, but from software was not always the well-regarded powerhouse that it is now. Yeah, it's it looks great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's something fun about like cars or trees, and you just shoot your pistol at them, and the trees go flying. You know, you That's knock what down, I've been looking like, at. Yeah, like screenshots and stuff. And um, yeah, it looks great. But again, you almost don't notice how good it looks when you're zipping around that fast and fighting that sure. quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just moving and grooving. And um, what I do like is like the mission I'm on now. Right? There's this weird sense that like, you got to hurry up. Call of Duty or something, but you don't like you can take your time and walk around and pick stuff off and whatever. Um, you know, it's fun. I'm at core six fires of Rubicon. I mean, if it sounds like your thing, but it also seems a it seems like it could be a good chunk of your gaming time. I don't think this is like a short because of the, the structure of the sorties of the missions. Mm-hmm. It seems like they could put a lot of those in there. Like you could be like, you know, like your Midnight Suns. Like you could be doing one-off missions for a while, it seems right, like. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. And there's no, from what I can tell, I haven't seen like cutscenes for the most part. You know what I mean? The only cutscene right, I've seen was when you. Yeah. The only cutscene I've seen, I think, is when I started the game. And it pretty much was the trailer they showed when they showed the reveal trailer, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, it's pretty much was like, they kind of showed that at the beginning. And then otherwise than that, it's just, it's just um, voiceover talking to you and words typing out on the screen, you know, narration. Yeah. And then I think when you're leaving, it might show like some big clips, like uh, in the hangar, like moving your mech into position or something. But otherwise than that, you know, <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. Do you like these games? Do you like <clears throat> never played like one? Anything? But no, traditionally I don't like right. games. Um, yeah. I had the huge right. I think we all talk about it. It was like a rite of passage for anyone who was around in the Xbox days, right? I had the um, what was the big mech controller? It was um, yeah. Anyway. Okay, I'm blanking on that now. I had that also. Um, so we had that. I like that game too. Yeah, like there was another Xbox 360 launch era. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, no, I one of the first mech games I ever played was on the original Xbox, and it oh. was when it was when Xbox Live launched, and they gave you a demo disc. Mech Assault. Mech Assault. Yes, I still have that demo disc too. Nice. Mecha salt on it. Yeah. You know, you can get that it. Was if fun. you have an Xbox, you can get it back online. I've been looking into getting, they've restored the Xbox Live service. Microsoft hasn't. Um, hackers right. have, or like enthusiasts, I've, shall we say. I've, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. And the biggest hurdle is you have to soft mod your system to install the client software, but my system's already modded, so that won't be a problem. But, <laughs> but yeah. 
The reality is I probably would never play online, but it's cool to know it's there. Um, yeah. And looking trees, you're pretty much right. Uh, if you go main story focused, you're looking at 20 hours. The average mm-hmm. player, 30 hours. The completionist, 50 hours. Yeah. So It's all good scores. I'm looking at scores. People really like it. Yeah. Although, as we'll get but to, Alan Wake got a lot of good scores too, and I, I, I'm oh my god, about that I one. wanted to text you so bad when I seen the. When, I'm gonna look at it right now because it made me laugh so hard. Well, and just for the record, I will be talking about Alan Wake a bit yeah. here, but yeah. But you know how I said, like, I see people like quote unquote journalists or people that are in the podcast space i'm like talking about how like intelligent it is and all this shit you know and i'm like i just look at it like i don't know i guess <laughs> and there, i think we were talking about it and then i saw i just seen the description of next lander ah uh, yes and i didn't even <clears throat> listen to it yet which i well, i like that by the way i like next Lander, so i'm not making fun yes of they're they're a great podcast but i know but exactly I, what you're referring to i just said the very first sentence of the description that popped up says we're pretty busy having our minds blown by alan wake 2 this week <laughs> yeah yep and i wanted to screenshot that and say and say send it to you just right see you're wrong that's what i about right. I said, you know what? i don't know I about about dropped my having. breakfast when i was listening to some of the things they said i was, uh, I was gonna send you that just right see fred you're wrong but i said like i said i don't know what kind of week fred's having i want to i want to ruin his week with my jokes I was having a rough week, but that would have probably made my day rather than hurt it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, man, that, that was my week. I think that's my week of what I played. Marvel so, Snap, as yeah, always. If you don't mind me asking, though, what made you... First of all, I'm guessing this was a Gamefly pickup, but maybe I'm wrong. Yep. Okay. It is. Yep, and what in, did, did it just catch your eye, or had you been wanting to check it out? or? Um, The trailer made me want to check it out, oh, right? Course, because. Yeah. Ahmed Core is listen, we've been playing games for a very long time. Yes. And Ahmed's Ahmed Steel Core Battalion, just, that was the Xbox game yep, we couldn't remember. Xbox Sorry, game. it came to me. Sorry. No, no. Um but it's just it's a it's one of those like lineage games, man. It's like I know the name, even though I never mm-hmm. was into it, but it goes back to as long as I can remember. And so it's true. A new one coming out in with my modern video game brain that I have now and not the one I had back when I was in my 20s. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm going to check this one out. Yeah. See if um, it's my thing, you know, because like you, it's like un- unlike you, I'm not going to go fire up a PS2 <laughs> to play like the backlog. Of, well, I got to start with Ahmed Core 1 and work my way. It's like, no, I will... Uh, <laughs> I want I'm to play the newest in the most most streamlined in the most competent one. So I want the newest one and see if I like it. Yeah, and I'm starting to give up on those ways, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I could see myself, if I loved this one, like if I was like, holy shit, this is the new shit for me, mm-hmm. then yes, I could absolutely be like, you know what? I'm going to grab the PS2 one to bring up to New Hampshire because now I'm a fan and I want to collect – one or two of them, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to start that way. So yeah, I just I wanted to check it out. My, that's been my misstep probably in the past is st- you start with the old ones. So by the time you get to the new game, you're burnt out. 
Or out. you don't even have any interest anymore. <laughs> yeah, and listen, games evolve and change in your in your game, like my your gaming brain, as I said, evolves and changes. So it's like you, sometimes you might be doing yourself a bit of disservice by just checking out the oldest thing first. Maybe a bit. Maybe <laughs> might a bit. sour you and be like, "That stinks." Whereas just a smidge. From it sounds like like this armored core is very different, maybe from the older ones. You know what I mean? Yes. Just because of the technology, right? Like it can move this fast. Like I think it's it similar concepts, but very different. Yeah. Yes. So you might go back to the old one and go, "This is slow as shit, dumb." Yep. Do, um. Do, do. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I I just wanted to check it out. I thought the trailer was gave me goosebumps. I was like, "That trailer was badass, man." This is what this game is. Yeah. But it's but the tra- the trailer though, right? Does give you that old school impression. You watch that trailer and everything's slow and lumbering still. It's mm-hmm. only not until the end where you see like it sort of zip zip around with the energy sword real quick and it hits something. But the game's very fast. I would call it arcadey for sure. You know? Yeah. So it's fun. It's fun. If I don't um make much headway this week, I'll probably send it back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and it might be a difficulty setting. I didn't really look. I kind of just started playing it. You know? <laughs> Put that shit on super easy. Uh, I don't know. But anyways, that's what I played this week. Nice. Um, let's see. I have been playing some stuff and enjoying it, but let's let's start with the obvious. Let's go right into Alan Wake 2. So, uh-huh. Game yeah. of the year. So I too listened to Next Lander and and Scoop was getting into it, but uh, um, uh, like he was getting into what I was facing. And it was really funny because a couple of people who listened to the show and like reached out to me um, just through socials and stuff, um, they were like, well, you know, uh, they, they were basically saying stuff like, had you not heard about all these things in these podcasts. And so let's take one more minute to remind people, not that anyone's going to listen to this and like not do this again, but we record these shows like almost a week in advance. We record them on Sunday nights typically, and then we release them on Fridays. So Mm -hmm. nothing that covered Alan Wake 2, at least in my areas, in terms of like podcasts, especially and stuff like that. And even reviews weren't out yet. By the time I, you know, because I bought that game day one, right? So that that coverage wasn't out yet. I just saw mm. large swaths of scores. And so real quick to touch on Next Lander's thing. It's really funny, Trees, because they talk about how cool this game is mm-hmm. for like five minutes and how good it is. And then they rag on it for like 30 minutes. <laughs> and I don't think they realize they've done that. Right. Um, right. Alex kind of brings them back because Alex was the only person, and this is something I'm definitely noticing as a trend. A lot of people didn't like Alan Wake one or like didn't love it. Right. And so this game is <clears throat> more of a modern take on something semi unique with high end tech. Like they're trying to do very trendy things. I'm at the point in this game now I'm now um, 12, 13 hours in. I see what they're doing now. I'm like, oh, 
they made this game, but then they went back and they were like, okay, let's take the What's Popular guidebook and let's remember what made Quantum... <sighs> Fuck. We, we couldn't remember it last time. I can't remember it now. Quantum Break. Let's quantum take break. what made Quantum Break so unpopular and what made Control so popular and let's do the right combination of that. Right? And I'm fine with that. I think developers mm-hmm. need to start doing it. But... I don't usually agree with the gaming press as to what a game should be these days. So it's no surprise that when you start catering to those people, I have a little bit of a disconnect with Alan Wake. But it was just funny because in yeah, in multiple <clears throat> shows, I was listening to them talk about Alan Wake. And they were like, oh, it's so great. It's so cutting edge. It's so new. It's so unique. It's so rough and it's so slow and I can't get the combat right and I don't understand what I'm doing or where I'm going and this and that and um Scoop was like yeah they're just so enamored with the with like new concepts of storytelling and the tech the graphics Mm. he goes whenever you see somebody talking about agreeing with the complaints that you gave about that game but then hitting it with a high score it's always graphics it's always tech they're just bedazzled by that part of it. And he's right. Like, I, I feel largely that he's right with Alan Wake, too. So a hmm. um, couple of things I wanted to uh, mention with this game. So getting back into it um, is that, uh, first of all, I've seen a lot of people talking about, like, how the game runs and things like that. And... Um, even I, which I found the game was running just fine with the settings I put it at, but then Digital Foundry came out with its, um, and this is if you have it on PC, with its PC settings um, that were like optimized. Like Alex Battaglia, who is like a, the big PC guy, especially with ray tracing, he did a thing. And of course, luckily he covered my specific card, but he doesn't have to. He gives you like concepts of like, here's like a, you know, a low, low level card. Here's like a mid level card. Then here's like the recommended card, which is where mine's at. And then here's your top end stuff where you can just max everything out. Cause you don't have to mm-hmm. think about it. Um, and so he gave like these, these settings and I went and looked at my settings and I was like, Ooh, he and I did not do the same settings. <laughs> and, um, so I set those settings and Holy shit trees. Like my Alan wake was, looked great but it was struggling to like get to 60 frames a second and i was using all these different tricks and i was seeing these weird anomalies there his fucking settings i put those in fucking alan wake is like nailing it like 90 to 120 frames a second which doesn't matter because i don't see the added smoothness a lot of the time but it means i have like all this headroom so i'm at least getting the smoothness of 60 and that makes sense because on regardless of which version you play on PlayStation or Xbox. And it did come out that PlayStation 5 is actually the weaker of the two. PlayStation 5 would hitch up in a couple of places, whereas Xbox was always a little stronger, right? And the Series X has finally, like with Remedy, they've found ways to use that extra hardware to get what they want. And, but it's still minor trees. Basically what they said was, if you're playing on PS5 and you're playing on the 60 frames a second mode, it'll struggle in some places to get to 60 and it might run at like 55 or something, right? And so from your standpoint, you might see a little judder or a little screen tearing from time to time, but they said it's few and far between and it's not that, it's not a deal breaker. 
Whereas on the Xbox, it managed to hold 60 the whole time. So that's mm. just, it just runs a little better. Um, the 30 frames a second mode, don't worry about it. Like they all run 30, no problem. So if you do quality, you get 30 frames a second, but it looks prettier. If you do performance, it runs better, but it's a little softer of an image. But consoles, it's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But they don't have ray tracing in the console versions. So I got to turn on ray tracing and stuff. So it was kind of cool to turn on some of those features because it really does look cool. I know a lot of people say they can't tell ray tracing, but you really notice it in this game where basically there's a lot of water everywhere and you see those reflections and you see a lot of reflections in the puddle and you see a lot of like glass reflections and good shadows and stuff like that. Yeah, you might not notice it if you don't want to, but if you've got the hardware, it's cool to see it and it's great to see how much better the performance was with those optimized settings. And it proved to me one thing, which is that PC gaming still needs people to help you like tweak stuff and I don't have an eye for the right settings, right? I can do good mm. enough where I know right. not to like kill it where like, I gotta be honest with you. I don't know if you still listen to him, but like Jeff Gersman, he, he bought the 4090, right? He bought the $2,000 card mm -hmm. and he slapped it into a machine. And first of all, he made a couple of cardinal sins. I just want to have this little PC soapbox <laughs> rant because yeah. it exists here. He bought the 4090 card. He slapped it into a machine. He maxes everything out. And then he's pissed off that it can't hit these performances. And he goes, why can I have a $2,000 card and it still can't hit it? And it's because they're not targeting stuff that exists right now. Right. And you might hate that answer, Jeff, but like... You need to just live with that. And this is why, I don't know about you, Trees, but like I keep going back to the same thought. And this is one, this is why I retweet when people talk about this and I'm like, preach. If you think you can just buy your way into the best graphics ever and get great performance and be fine without really digging into the tweakiness of like getting the right kind of settings into a game, then you shouldn't be PC gaming. Just get the consoles. They work fine. They work great. They're cheap. Like, get them, play them, right? It's what you've always done, Trees. You've never had a gaming PC in a while. If you've even had a gaming PC, I've never known nope. you to have one. Nope. You get along just fine. You play the same games everybody else is playing. Like, just mm -hmm. do that if that's what you want. If you want a 4090, first of all, one thing I'm noticing is a lot of these games are processor heavy. And one of the things I'm seeing, especially on like forums with like RoboCop, which I'll be talking about later on in this show, and like Alan Wake, and even like Control, people are going back to Control and stuff like that. They're like, well, I'm maxing out everything and it's running like shit. And it's like, well, that's not the solution. Like, and second of all, what's your spec? And you just see it time and time again. People were not used to for a long time upping their processor and nowadays the games need good processors and so i think people are not used to that they're not used to the fact that when they buy the two thousand dollar graphics card they also need to buy the 550 dollars processor and they probably need to buy like the the 900 motherboard right and if they don't these games are bottlenecking you can have this and i know jeff has this problem he has a really good processor, but he doesn't have the top of the line like his 4090 is. If he wants to do this stuff and try to max it all out to the best, he needs to have a better processor. And that's a shitty answer. I'm the first to admit it, but I'm not the one chasing that dragon. He is. 
So like, if you're going to do that, you're going to do it. When I bought my PC, I remember people going like, wow, you dropped almost 2000 and you only got a 4070 Ti. And I'm like, well, I want to make sure it had a strong processor, right? Like I had at the time, the it's the um, second to the top of the line i7 Intel at the time, the 12th gen. And so it's like, yeah, like I wanted the 12900K or whatever. And so I went for it and I get a good balance because I'm not chasing the most powerful graphics out there, but I'm trying to get like pretty good, but I need a processor that can hold its own. And I've, I've succeeded by and large with that. And Hmm. so to wrap up the soapbox, the two things I've learned this week is if your shit's stuttering, like I had with Hogwarts legacy and stuff like that, you're pushing it too hard. Hmm. Figure out the way, and Hogwarts is a weird one because it was not well built for PC, but like RoboCop and Alan Wake were. So like if you're, if you're having a lot of problems with stuttering, especially if a lot of other people aren't having those problems, it's probably you're just pushing your PC too hard. Um, one problem I did have with Alan Wake was once I updated to those optimized settings, my game was crashing a lot or it was dropping frames, all the fun of PC gaming. So the one Mm. thing I will say, at least from my experience, was if I'm going to turn on, it's just a setting, you don't need to worry about this, Trees, but on the ray tracing, if I turn on, I think it's called direct lighting, it's a checkbox, I had to turn on ray tracing um, reconstruction, I think is what it was called. Um, I shouldn't have to, because it was like a performance gain kind of thing, but for mine, my PC would randomly, I think it's because of my graphics card, it would hit its threshold and then it would drop frames and be like a stuttery mess. And the only way to fix it was to shut down the game completely and relaunch it. And I didn't mm. want to do that. I didn't yeah. notice the image soften up too much when I checked that box and it got rid of all of my crashing issues. So I was like, okay, it's good enough. It's fine. So, <laughs> so back to the game. So let's talk about the game for a minute. So Trees, I've gotten further. It is now a game. It is good. Um, there's lots of combat. I've fought a lot of things. I now I'm having more fun. It's more straightforward. So here's the couple of things I'll say. First and foremost, that game starts off, and John Linneman from um, from uh, Digital Foundry kind of hit the nail on the head. Because here's what he said. He was like, "Yeah, it starts off the first three hours is kind of like a mini adventure game, like a point and click adventure where you're putting together puzzles and like assembling things on a board, and you're getting a lot of story. It's like a huge lore dump, and it's so novel." Well, mm-hmm. you may think that, but fuck that. I hate adventure games. So would it not surprise me that I hated the beginning of this? Because it's just like, it's, it's just like, it's literally like kind of watching a three hour intro movie. I don't love that kind of stuff, but people who do, and I know there's a lot of them, you know, there's still tons of people I hear like, Oh, the adventure game, right? Trees. That was the day the Sierra online games. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the pinnacle. Did you play King's quest five? (laughs) <laughs> that was the good times the lucas arts games that was yes. the that was it loom yeah go for it but anyway i digress <laughs> um and then the the combat stuff you do right away is hard like everybody will tell you that first boss is fucking brutal it is mm. fucking brutal and 
it's everybody, everybody said the same things I did. You can't tell where you're going. You're getting stuck in corners. You're getting stuck in geometry. It's hard. And nobody likes hard to begin with. You know, we've talked about this, like easy mode unlocked exists because people don't like that bang your head against frustrating battles. Right. Mm -hmm. And then to boot when you don't feel like it's your fault, that's like insult to injury, right? Like when you don't feel like you're the reason you're dying. Right. And this game does a shit job. I'm just going to say it straight up. I'm sorry, Remedy. I have loved your games, but this game does a dog shit job of explaining what in the holy mother fuck you're supposed <laughs> to do. We have the technology. You yeah. can figure it out. Um, and that is the problem. So once you get to that six hour point, so what you do is you do a couple of missions as Detective Saga, and then you do these offshoot missions as Alan Wake. Sorry, mild spoiler there that you're Alan Wake, but the trailer does tell you you're going to yeah. be Alan Wake. Um, and I will warn you, Trees, you probably don't care about this, but they go a little too spoilery and they don't think they're spoilers, but they tell a little bit too much about the events and not really the story, but like the events and gameplay stuff that's going to happen to you in this game, then I definitely more than I did and definitely more than I felt comfortable with. They didn't talk about anything. They didn't get as far as I did in the game when um, when um, Nextlander played, but they were a little too loosey about some of the things loosey. that happens in that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if you remember, I was like wandering around downtown and I couldn't figure it out. And I don't know what it was because I'd played the game in sessions, but I came back and somehow I started figuring out what I was supposed to do. And so I just oh, remember, that's... and I don't know, should yeah. I spoil it? Like what it was in New York, like what I was supposed to do that were all those indicators well, on my map that I didn't understand or you can say you can say spoiler right now skip yeah, so ahead. Just so I'm not gonna know. play it yeah. so <laughs> just so people know skip ahead about one minute you might not even need that long but so trees I'm like looking around and it was by accident I'm trying to figure out what these question marks are trying to do and there was like a circle of graffiti on the wall that didn't look a whole lot different than any of the other graffiti on the walls because you're in like an urban New York setting. And it flashed and goes, mystery solved, like extra point unlocked. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And the only thing that was different about it was the graffiti was in a circle. Mm -hmm. So then I went to everywhere where there was those question marks and I started looking for graffiti in a circle, found it, and I unlocked a bunch of extra bonus points. There you go. I was like, well, fuck this. Just say that. Just fucking say it. <clears throat> and yes, I did realize that there was a tutorial. If you pause the game, there is a part of the menu with like save, load, options, things like that. There's tutorials. And in there, there is a thing that shows you <clears throat> that there are these marks, but they don't say that they're going to be marked on your map that way. They just say, hey, watch for these. <clears throat> but that's what they were. But I think they're important because this is one of those things where I told you the game's really tough. Well, these give you advantages. They boost Alan Wake's abilities. Uh -huh. And then there are puzzles for Saga, once I got back into Saga stuff, where they're kind of like obtuse puzzles, but if you solve them, you get these charms that boost her abilities. And so that's the problem, Trees, is like, this is a really hard game. You need every advantage you can get. Mm 
And if you don't do all the collectible shit, you might not even know they're there. The, Next Lander said this too, and so did a couple other podcasts. There's a ton of stuff that's missable in this game. This game will totally allow you to miss everything and just move on. Mm-hmm. And so I do think you'll get to a point where you haven't solved the puzzles, you don't have the advantages, right? And then you find this game brutal. And it's the irony of it, right? It's one of those things with like like Call of Duty, like we talk about it, where the people who have the most versatility with their weapons are the people who are really good at the game who don't need that help. Right. And so that's that's a problem. I'm hoping they'll tweak it. I bet you, you watch, I bet you they release a patch in the next month or so where they tweak the difficulty. Because now what I'm doing, Trees, once I finished that part with New York and figured it out, the other thing they didn't explain what I was supposed to do, you get this lamp and it can do stuff, but they don't explain that it can do things multiple times because they only show you tutorialize you doing it once and you can do it multiple times and that's how you go on. So yet again... I, I finally got frustrated. I was like, okay, I figured out all the circles, but I'm still stuck. And I looked up what I was supposed to do and I watched a video and he did it in like 30 seconds. I was like, oh, fuck you. That's what I'm supposed to do. Right? No one likes when that happens. But I have good news for you, Trees. Right after I did that part with the lamp. Right. Alan Wake 2 became back to like Alan Wake 1 where you have more open areas and you can freely move about like you can return to areas as Saga and Alan Wake and you can freely move throughout these areas they're like more open areas but it's a real straightforward game where it's like go here do this go here do this when enemies come up kill them I have not had to look up for the next seven hours I've played since (laughs) that point I've never had to look up where I'm going what I'm supposed to do how I'm supposed to do it that game becomes way more linear so I've got a theory trees okay I think these intro areas were added in after they had created a more streamlined game. Okay. <laughs> I think Epic Games was like, no, you got to do something to kind of get things going. Or they had extra ta- time, right? And Sam Lake was like, oh, I'm going to, because he's like the creative crafter, right? He's He's trying to be the, what are they, from Finland? I think he's trying to be the Finnish, like, a lot of people are saying he's going to be the Finnish uh, version of uh, Hideo Kojima. Or, um, oh, who's the guy for, who did Bioshock? Ken Levine, him. Ken Levine. He's yep. trying to be one of those people because he says he now wants to make like a dark fantasy series where he makes both a movie and a game. Like he's going for it, right? And he'll probably get mm-hmm. it. But <clears throat> I really think that's all filler. And I do know everyone's so wowed by the fact that I didn't think about this, but Nextlander discusses it, where the reason why the Sam Lake plays this detective who's an FBI agent, but he can't be called Max Payne is because 2K owns the rights to Max Payne. Right. And the reason why the guy from Quantum Break is in there, but they can't use his name is because Microsoft owns that. So the problem with Remedy is they've not owned their own games until now. (laughs) So I think even Max Payne might even be published by... Epic. It's just that they can use control because Epic also published control. So, right, like that. uh, Well, I think 505 started with it, but I think the rights are now owned by Epic Games. So, like, that's how they've won out on this. But, like, 
that it's supposed to be Max Payne and and the guy from Quantum Break and stuff like that. Like it's clearly supposed to be them. Clearly, even though yeah. even though Sam Lake's like, no, they're not in that universe, and it's like, well, legally you got to say that. But let's face it, I do think it's novel that the game is like has like th- callbacks and it's like kind of a cavalcade of like all of their previous games, right? Like there's hints to all their games in it and they kind of make it look like a multiverse because that's all the hot shit nowadays is like, we've got the Remedy multiverse. And so mm-hmm. it's fine. It the game. I don't think the game's stronger or weaker for it. So if they want to jack themselves off, have at it, guys. Have at it. <laughs> you know, I think Sam Lake's earned it. He has done some really good games that failed, including Max Payne. Or sorry, mm-hmm. not Max Payne. Max Payne Two, I thought was a really good game, and it didn't do well, right? And like, I thought Alan Wake was I I liked it a lot more than others, but that game didn't do particularly well. People were like, "Oh, we expected it to be so much more," and it's not. Um, but I will say, I think this is what Sam Lake really wanted to make. So Alan Wake Two is him making the what Alan Wake One was supposed to be. Okay. Like his concept of Alan Wake 1, because this game does smooth out the edges. So what it ends up being, Trees, is imagine Alan Wake 1, but there's a lot more focus on like story and doing more creative things and more creative interactions with people rather than a guy just walking along a trail talking to himself, right? They're doing a lot more, it's a more robust, you know, kind of storytelling and they do a good job once I got past those parts. Um, not going to lie, though. I just did another boss battle. Like I'd say it's probably the next real boss battle you do after that first one. And I hit it at like the 12-hour mark. And mm-hmm. fuck them. I'm going to tell you, when I finally beat it, I was it was by the seat of my pants. And I was like... If I don't beat it this time, I'm going to hurl my controller across the fucking room. I've got to stop this. And even Nextlander said, everyone's like, I think we're going to dial this down to easy and continue playing it. And lots of people are saying, play this game on easy. And they're saying it's not easy. They're like, Hmm. I think, because Alex Navarro, I think he said, this game on easy is harder than I think Alan Wake 1 was on hard. Damn. Yeah, it's a hard game. And these characters are bullet sponges. But I'm finding myself getting better at it. I'm doing very well with this game, which should tell you something. I'm handling regular enemies with ease, not worrying about my health or anything. And you are very, your characters are very brittle. But even for me, that boss battle was fucking brutal. Jesus Christ, it was hard. I have not fought a boss like that in a long time. Oh. Yeah, outside of like a Dark Souls thing. And this is not going for Dark Souls. Mark my words, it's not. But I don't know It's if it's... I Pardon the crudeness, but I don't know if it's Remedy sniffing its own farts, right? Like it's been testing this game for so long and we already know control was hard that like they have their own idea of what hard is. Right, and they want right. to like kind of push that agenda. I, and I don't mean to make it sound nefarious. They're just like, we think games need to be a little harder than they are nowadays, Right. And to be fair, Quantum Break was a walk in the park, so I get it. Um, But I think they swayed a little too heavy. Um, But they're trying to capture survival horror. They are definitely trying to capture... um, People are saying Resident Evil. I I think more Silent Hill. 
But I get what they're saying, because in Silent Hill, you never really fought things and shot things and had guns in wide, mm. you know, numbers. And you right. do here. And I am at a point where enemies are dropping <clears throat> weapon, bullets, but you'd be surprised how low you get on resources, even though they are. And they never drop what they want. It might take you 12 bullets to put a guy down and he gives you like four. It's like, oh, okay, thanks. You know what I mean? So... I guess yeah. I could see the Resident Evil comparisons, but they are definitely going for more horror. And this game is more of a horror game. Oh, trees! As if you needed one more reason to probably not want to play this not game. Play it. They. I do, mean, is it really scary though? Or no, but they do those jarring jump scares where they just take yeah. a very visceral image with a very loud, uncomfortable sound and blast it in your face in the middle of that boss battle. Ugh. It's. It's off-putting. Yeah. And it's meant to be. Their goal is to off-put you. Um, right. They do some cool stuff, though. On the flip side, I'm really enjoying the day-to-day combat. I'm really enjoying the exploration now. I'm in a new area called Watery, and that's where that game really comes in. And I'm like, ooh, this is way better developed than the woods, which is why I think they did the woods uh, around Cauldron Lake last and I really think they did this stuff to pad it out. I think that was supposed to be a much smaller, quicker area. And Epic or somebody was like pushing, or maybe even Sam Lake, Sam Lake on his own was like, we can pad this out um, because it just, it doesn't fit. Neither, like the first two parts of Alan Wake, just the first two parts and right. the first two parts of Saga's don't fit right. And you do Alan Wake's third part before moving back to Saga, and then you get to freely move back and forth between them. And you can progress both their campaigns simultaneously. Um, Or you can just do all of Saga's and then switch back to Alan Wake and do all of his or vice versa. So you can really do it how you want to. It's a very versatile game in that regard, and I think that's good. Especially if you're like, they play kind of differently. So if you're like, okay, I've had enough of Saga for now, I'm going to go switch it over to Alan Wake for a little while to play his style. Um, I do like that. And they do some really cool, like, change the world kind of stuff with Alan Wake stuff. Um, But his chapter three, you're like, okay, now we're playing a game. That's why it did really turn around right after I played last week. And Mm. I played his chapter three, and I was like, ooh, this is cool. This is cool. I can get with this shit. This is the good shit. And then... Started playing with uh, as Saga again and did her stuff. And I was like, this, the watery area is, the, the area is called watery. And it has a theme park in it, which is a, Trees, you might find this amusing. It's a coffee-based theme park. So like the mascots are all coffee and they're, the, the name of the rides is like the percolator and like the caffeine, <laughs> you know, this or that. And they have like the, um the Latte Lagoon and stuff like that. And all the mascots are cups of coffee and stuff. So it's pretty amusing. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I found that much better. And would it surprise you that the demo that everyone played pre-release that like games press played was the theme park. And so Mm. I was like, you know what? I think that's why people didn't think they wanted to, they give the benefit of the doubt because as a new player who knows nothing about this, like I was, mm-hmm. you play those first like six hours or five hours and you're like, fuck, is this the game? Right? And you want to walk away from it. And I know a lot of people who started playing and 
especially on PC, you've got that two hours. If you play less than two hours, you can still refund it. And I know people mm. did that. No, I don't think they did in wide numbers, but definitely plenty of people claim they were like, this is off-putting. This isn't the Alan Wake I wanted refunded. I'll wait till it's like, you know, 10 bucks like a year from now and buy it then. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but yeah. And so I think these games press people are like, no, we played the future demos where we got to play the world changing stuff with Alan Wake and the more standard version with the, with the theme park with Saga. That's like a hybrid of the open world plus the standard gameplay. And we know it, it gets more like that. So we're fine. I think they were reassured by that because they knew that and I wasn't. And so that was kind of shitty. I I feel like they need to, I don't know what they can do at this point. They shouldn't change the game, but they need to do a better job of telling what that is. And I read a lot of reviews and none of them mentioned that. They're like, what are you talking about? It's just a fucking great game through and through. (laughs) So, so like I said, I'm enjoying myself. I will definitely beat it, but trees, I'm like 12 hours in. And from what I can tell based off of the speed I'm moving at, there's I think 18 chapters which means, what is that? Eight chapter, yeah, nine chapters for each. And I'm on, I just wrapped Saga's chapter four. And hmm. so she's, you know, so, and I've already done Alan Wake's one, two, and three. So that means that like, right, like I'm a third of the way through the game basically. And I'm at like, 12 hours. I'm a little more than a third of the way through the game. So I think the fact that I'm at like 12, 13 hours and I'm like that far into it. Yeah. I get the feeling that this game's going to probably be like 30 hours for me. Right. And I'm not going to be in a hurry, but I am way more assured with this. I do have some gripes. Like I said, the boss battles and stuff like that. But so far for me, I haven't had to drop the difficulty. And aside from the boss battle, I found the game quite well balanced. Um, but you gotta, you gotta do the puzzles. You gotta get the perks. You know, you gotta get the charms for uh, Saga. You gotta get the um, the signals. I think they're called the signals or the symbols for Alan, so that they're souped up. Like my Alan, you know, has lots of health perks and like damage perks and stuff like that. And so does my Saga. If I didn't have those, I think I would have a much harder time. And you got to solve all those puzzles so you can get the right weapons, right? Like I've got a weapon that's particularly helpful with reusable ammo and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have that stuff, yeah, I think I would be running out of bullets and frantically going like where to go. And I don't think this game does a very good job of going like, no, it's okay. Here's the solution. No, it doesn't do that. So anyway, we'll see. Um, Right. Story's in a good place. Gameplay's in a good place. Boss battles are fucking brutal. And I'm not going to say that, like, I'm only a third of the way through the game. I'm not going to say that I won't, by the end of this game, you know, drop it down. I'm not opposed to it, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So that's Alan Wake 2. Continues to impress me visually, though. Looks fucking incredible. Looks good. So, all right. Next up, Trees. Here was my risk. Um, my risk was... Uh, so I uh, started playing um, RoboCop, Rogue City. Ooh, nice. So we knew RoboCop was coming. I like it. So I got Rogue City. I got on PC, right? And now I was like, I heard there was some stutter problems and stuff like that. So I was a little worried. So day one, I got it. First of all, I was a little upset. The place that I pre-ordered from, they didn't say that you would get the pre-order bonus of the blue armor from RoboCop 2, but I really like that blue armor. Hmm. <clears throat> and when I started up my game, 
Yeah, I didn't have that DLC unlocked. Now, fortunately, you huh. know, remember I got it at a discounted site. Right. And I looked and they didn't yep. promise it to me. Fortunately, they are selling that pre-order bonus for five bucks if I really want it that bad. Um, do, you, do you want it that bad? Well, it's a first-person game, right? So at first I was like, well, I don't need it. But there's a ton of cutscenes in this game. And you do see RoboCop in all of them from a third-person perspective. It, and it's, do you know if it's what you're wearing, though? Sometimes it might be cutscenes, but they're CG cutscenes. Are they no, in-engine in cutscenes? Engine. This is in-engine. They're okay, all so in-engine, so you will see the new armor. I feel confident stuff. you will. I should probably <laughs> confirm that before I buy it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Plus, Julie and I were talking about it because we watched RoboCop 1 and 2, but she'd never seen 2. Um, I like 2. People... Yeah, people too, really rag on that. Funny. Actually, there was a post that was just put up where people said, here are four movies that didn't need sequels. And I think they said Matrix, Back to the Future, um, mm-hmm. RoboCop, and Terminator. I mean, it didn't need a sequel, but two is two is a little bit... There's some goofy stuff in it's, there, but it's still, but, but it's it still funny, though. But it that feel. I know Paul Verhoeven didn't do it, but Irvin Kirshner did it. He did like a lot of really good movies, but like Empire Strikes Back's the big one. Like mm-hmm. he made that his own and it has that feel. Fred Decker did the third movie and he's the one who did Monster Squad, which is like, you know, a campy movie. You know, I I was the right age to love that movie, but mm-hmm. I hear that movie is absolute dog shit and we haven't watched it yet, but we're going to. Um, seen that in the theaters. Yeah, I hear it's really bad. Um Squad. But I know he gets a rocket pack. But anyway, we haven't watched it yet. But Julie really dug the second movie, right? And how, like, Nuke is, like, a mix between, like, ecstasy and heroin. And, um, right, because they had all the different types of flavors and styles for yeah, moods. Yeah, yeah. But it's also injectable and it's, like, really addictive. Um, and mm-hmm. she loved, like, the the crazy kid Right, she's like, what was? This? We were watching Terminator Two too, and she was like, what was with the early '90s and like having young kids do really adult things? And I was like, I don't know. Yep. Now that you mention it, um, but she loved his armor too, like I did, because it. She goes, it looks like a, like a fucking '90s Grand Am, right, with those paint jobs where they were blue, but sometimes they were kind of silver or green depending on where the light hit them. That's how RoboCop's right. armor looks. And that's why I want it so bad. (laughs) Yeah. But. Well. But yes, RoboCop 2, excellent film in my opinion. I like it. It is a different thing, but it is its own thing. I remember being in the theaters. I was howling. I can't remember how old I would have been either. But um, when they're trying out the new prototypes. Yes. And that one just like. Yeah. That one just shoots the doctors and pulls its head off, screaming and shit. Oh, it's the funny. different RoboCops, yes. The, the prototypes, and they can't get them right. <laughs> Those are hilarious. I thought like, you were talking about sh- when Kane is trying out the new types of nuke. No. Um, but yes, no, the, the prototype Robocop RoboCops are great. And Julie yeah. even said that about RoboCop 2 when they do the final design that has Kane in it. She's mm. like, what is, what the fuck is with all these designs? RoboCop 2 looks ridiculous. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. I don't know, Julie. I can't speak to it because back when I watched that movie, we all thought it looked badass. Yeah, yeah, we did. So um, <laughs> she goes, I just don't understand why you thought that was badass because <clears throat> you guys were freely making fun. And the movie makes fun of Ed 209. Do you remember how they like deployed Ed 209s? And in the beginning, they've got a, a shot of an Ed 209 that got its foot stuck in a sewer. And it was yes, <laughs> it was yeah. all pissed off. Could he go down steps? 
I know. It's a big design flaw. So good. You know? Big design so, flaw. Um, but yeah, so uh so we were watching those. Um anyway, I got Rogue City, I booted it up and I was really discouraged right off the bat. It was wonky. It it looked kind of like a, a slideshow. It was really slow when I saw the the Tygon studio or Taeon, whoever the developer is. Right. The guys who did the Terminator one that I liked also, Dark Fate or whatever. Um mm. And it was stuttery. And I was like, oh, fuck. And this is, to be clear, this is a PC, right? The PC version, yes. And okay. I, it, this ends with a positive story, so don't worry about it. And I have no doubt that the console versions run fine, too. Um, I haven't heard anyone complaining about any of these versions. I know there's some people talking about stuttering on the PC, but I think they're just working their system too hard. Because if I did what I'm about to tell you I did, and I didn't have any problems... Y'all should be ashamed of yourselves if you consider yourselves quote-unquote PC enthusiasts and you're having problems. Um, <clears throat> but uh, it was really stuttery. And then at the main menu, I, it just didn't work. Like RoboCop's on the main menu and he's like glitchy. Like he's just stuttering like a, like a slideshow. Like, like in Nintendo games when the frame rate would drop too low. You know what I mean? Right. And I was pressing up and down on the controller and I couldn't navigate the menu at all. And I couldn't see my mouse key cursor either when I would wiggle the mouse. So I was like, hmm. oh, what a broken piece of shit. Fuck. <laughs> and I was like, now I'm going to have to go dig on the internet and look at all this stuff. No. All it was was Unreal Engine games need to do something called drawing shaders. Mm-hmm. It happens on consoles as well. That's why they do the unskippable logos at the beginning of console games and stuff like that. They have to build shaders for the game, they do it once. It's a one and done. And then every time you play the game, you never have to do it again. That's all it was doing. But most PC games, when you're building shaders, or you see it in Call of Duty a lot, when you're in like multiplayer and stuff, it says building shaders. And it takes like 10 minutes. I don't know if you noticed that on your first boot of Call of Duty. Um, or Shadow something. But anyway, this... Hmm just does it, but they don't tell you they're doing it. So that's why it was acting all weird. So once it finally loaded those up, all of a sudden, boop, the main menu looked fine. I was able to navigate it with ease. Uh, RoboCop wasn't a film strip anymore. And when I started the game up, (laughs) no stutters, no problems. And I just did what anyone would do, right? I went under the settings. It said, do you want to auto-detect settings? I said, sure. It auto-detected them. And it, everything was at low and the resolution was like 720p. And I was like, okay, well, that's not right. So it's not able to detect my hardware well. Okay, fine. So I closed it down. I saw with the NVIDIA, they have the GeoForce experience, which will just set settings for you, which I often do as a starting point. They were like, we don't have settings for RoboCop. I was like, okay, they didn't work with Tayon. They don't know the, they don't know the, the settings. Okay, whatever. So I loaded it mm-hmm. up and I did what every gamer does, right? I put it on 4K, set everything to the highest setting, started the game up. It was running at like 80 frames a second. I was like, bada bing, bada boom. We're good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, yeah, the one tech thing I will mention, and this is just to help anyone who plays this on PC, because here's the thing, Trees. If you have a PC, especially a more a newer one like mine, you're probably better to play the PC version for one simple reason price you can get this game for between 30 and 40 bucks on pc it's 60 on consoles and it's not going to be cheaper anytime soon so 
that can be an advantageous reason to get it on PC. And my experience is it runs fine. You know what I mean? <clears throat> um, I was having some crash problems. Every time I would load up a cutscene in the first level, it would crash. And or I would I would get to the end of the first level. I would try to load up a cutscene. It would crash. Then it would pass it. Then I would get to another area later. And it has very like liberal checkpointing, meaning it checkpoints often in this game. So that didn't bother me much. You know, I didn't have to repeat for too much, but mm-hmm. it was problematic. And in the open world areas, because like Terminator, this has open world areas. There is no like checkpointing until you like enter into a mission or complete a mission, like a side mission. And so if you lose your progress there for a crash, it would suck. And so I had like many crashes and I finally got to a side mission I couldn't beat because every time I would go to try to do the thing at the end to complete it, it would crash. So I finally looked Mm. up and I found out it's an issue with a couple of the features they put in that are newer features. One is frame generation, which I didn't need. And any of the newer cards that do frame generation probably won't need it either. Don't use that. That causes crashes. And then believe it or not, there are a couple of like upscaling techniques. AMD's is called FSR. NVIDIA's is called DLSS. And Intel's is called XEXX. And (laughs) if you use FSR, which... AMD users are used to using for their process for their graphics cards or mm-hmm. D- DLSS, which NVIDIA users are used to theirs, that causes crashing. They haven't done a good enough implementation in the software, so it's causing crashing. If you just turn it off completely, you're upscaling, or if you use XEXX, which is better because you get more frames and you don't have to work your GPU as hard. I've had no crashes since I switched that. So that was another technical glitch. So the name of the game has been like, you if you're going to be a PC gamer, you got to realize you're going to have to tweak stuff and find that thing that's causing your weird symptom. But I was happy mm. to do it. With all that said, I've put like, I think I'm five hours into RoboCop Trees and I'm wow. loving it. Oh, good. It is super fun. They get everything right. The you get the ba 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 ba, you know that's in <laughs> get there. You all, get you all hype, and they don't do it all the time, but they know when to kick it in, right? Um, okay. They've got all your your favorites trees. Um, I forget who the sergeant is, but you know Sergeant Daly or whatever. He's mm-hmm. in it, and he voices it. The girl who plays Lewis is in it. She looks just like Lewis from RoboCop Two because this takes place between RoboCop Two and Three. So this is okay. right after Kane has been. Um, has been killed. And so, and, and OCP is dealing with right. The fallback. And it's funny because you know, that Jack off lawyer, uh, in RoboCop two, that's like, he just tells them how to do all these shitty things like, and get around the law. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's He's sort of like, he fucks them up. Yeah, Yeah. He's in this, he's a different kind of role. He's like in the police station now, like taking over and he's, He's like an adjacent kind of character. It's not the same character, but he acts like that character. Oh, okay. Um, so Lewis is in it. She's really known. Um, and it's great to hear her voice. Of course, um, I forget. Oh, why am I blanking on who plays Murphy? Um, but the actor who plays Murphy slash RoboCop, he voiced for mm-hmm. this. Peter Weller. He Peter voiced yep. He voiced it. Um, 
they get everything down. Everything's beautifully recreated. That police station is exactly the layout. Because remember in Verhoeven's movie, you see the whole layout of the police station. He walks through that whole police station. He walks through it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go and you can test that. You can see the front area where the sergeant's at the desk. You can go down the stairs. Um, you can go down the hall where the where the cage is where you can sit down. And then you can go down the stairs to the... Um, to the shooting gallery, right? And, and, and the shooting range and stuff like that. It's all there. And it all oh, looks cool. perfect. It's all recreated in just so well. Um, and when he walks, you have the do, 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 do. Yeah. Do. Yeah. Some of the complaints I heard was that RoboCop moves a little too lumbering. He does have a walk and a run, but even his run is just like a faster paced walk. But he he's doesn't run hop. What the fuck did you expect? Doesn't, what did he you want run. a jump button? <laughs> yeah, well, he's he RoboCop. He's, he's never ran. Yeah, he did a shuffle in the first one. Where he's yeah. trying to get away from shit. He kind of shuffles. <laughs> but otherwise, but, he don't run. Yeah, so, it, it, I wouldn't. It, I would never complain about that. Yeah, it totally makes sense to me. Um, you can turn on RoboCop vision anytime you want. It's the down the sights thing, like left trigger, and it gives you the full grid. Right, which is cool. You can yeah. turn on night vision. He's got night vision. Um, that's clicking in, I think, the left stick. And then you can... The other thing I found amusing, Trees, is you can pick up guns that the thugs drop. Okay. But, like, why would you ever want to use anything other than his, his gun. signature gun? Unless they have that big Cobra rifle in there, that that big they, from the first one. I get the impression they will. Right. How can but they it leave hasn't it made an appearance yet. So it's really funny. You can pick up like a nine millimeter pistol. And so just to be a dick, I picked up a nine millimeter pistol and killed someone with it just to prove I could. You can pick up SMGs, LMGs, and then there are turrets. There are like um, the enemies can be up on like mounted turrets. And you can mm -hmm. rip the turret off and use it. So Perfect. worked for me. So I killed people with that. Um, it is so satisfying when you blast people. They they do everything out of the movies. They have the big squibs basically blast out their chest when you shoot them in the chest. You can shoot off arms and legs, especially when you're using the thug weapons. Murphy's gun sorry, RoboCop's gun, however you want to look at it, has less of a tendency to blow off limbs, but the, um, especially the turrets and stuff, they'll blow off legs, arms, everything, and the guys like scream while holding their arms and stuff. You can blast them in the face and their brains just go all over the wall behind them and stuff like that. You know, it pops like a melon. Um, and I had to test it. You can totally shoot off someone's dick. <laughs> well, I mean, he shoots between the skirt, you know? Yep. Yep. There is a cut so, scene where you see the guy's dick get blown off. I don't know if you know that. Where his dick is hanging out and it blows up. That's um it's a it's a close up on the dick getting shot. Um that was in the uh the the arrow release of the 4K disc and the the special Blu-ray edition and stuff. So I oh. I hate to admit I've seen that, but I have because you go look at the the cut scenes and then it just shows up there. But yeah, yeah, that was in the movie. But yes, in the movie, we even saw him go through the skirt and then he clearly shot him in the crotch at least. But mm -hmm. but yeah, there is a visceral cut scene where you see a rubber dick get basically shot off somebody. Um, but uh, but yeah. So, but, and it it is, 
I don't know what else to say. Like it is, um, you're going through, you're killing guys. You, you can lose armor, right? Like you can die. I've not died yet because I repair myself. You basically have like a life gauge up to a hundred and it goes down with relative ease. Right. But like you also have three slots for healing and at least so far in the game, and I'm probably at least a third of the way through the game, um, you know, you get plenty of opportunities to like grab healing items and you have a skill tree that could definitely, I have not focused on healing because I haven't needed to, but if you were to, you could totally do it. And knowing this game, just like Terminator, you probably do new game pluses and stuff like that. There's plenty of difficulties. So there's a lot of replay value if you want to live in that world, right? I thought this, just like the Terminator games, were just like, they're very competent first-person shooters in those worlds, right? Like, they pay the right kind of homage to those properties. Mm. So that's why you appreciate them. But they are like B-tier games. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like, people are like, well, it seems kind of repetitive. Like, you just keep going into different areas and killing a bunch of guys. And I'm like, what is Call of Duty? Like, (laughs) right. Right? Like, I'm, and and you bought a Robocop game. What did you think you were going to be doing? (laughs) Right? Like. Robocops be Robocopping. But you can do stuff. So uh, if you don't mind me, I hope you don't think these are spoilers. I'm going to fill in a little bit of like some of the side stuff you can do. Okay. But what I love is like you do go to downtown Detroit in one of the earliest missions and trees. It's great. They got the whole strip of like shops that they blow out when they get the Cobra rifles. Do you remember that? And the guy is like watching it. Um, Yes. You find a, you go, <laughs> you can go to a side mission where you talk to a guy in a garage and you're looking for the mayor and it's the black mayor from RoboCop 2 that everyone hates, right? Like mm-hmm. you get the impression people all think he's like a little bitch and he kind of is a little bitch. He is. He um, freaks out all the time. Yes. And also you can tell he's kind of corrupt. <laughs> um, right, right, right. But uh, yeah, you, you have to find his daughter's 6,000 SUX. So that's fun. So those are in the game. Um you get the, uh, I have not seen the I'll buy that for a dollar commercial, but you definitely see the liquor store. You see mm-hmm. that liquor store is just there. You have a scene in City Hall. It's not the same. They do not recreate the scenes from movies. I want to make it clear. These are callbacks, but they don't recreate the movies. They did the same with Terminator, right? They know you want to play similar scenes and they know you want that kind of familiarity there but they don't like redo it because they know you don't want to just play through the movie right but and you get to see like the the gas station right that uh the redhead that blows up yeah that blows up it's been rebuilt and it's back and they make a joke about how it was rebuilt um and stuff like that and so there's a lot of stuff with that there's nuke um but you can go there's a side mission. These are all completely optional, but they give you XP, which allows you to do skill tree stuff. But you can go write parking tickets. <laughs> oh, now yeah. I'm in. I forgot that this is a thing for you. Yes, you get to choose whether or not to issue a citation. <laughs> I like it. So, and, and Robocop says some really cheesy stuff that's from his old directive days. Like he'll say something like, he'll put a, a ticket on and he goes, 
If you have, if you want to be responsible, you have to be cognizant of the time, you know, and stuff like that. And cause, cause you give them somebody with a, with an expired, um, you give a ticket for an expired, um, what is it? Uh, uh, um, license plate. No, no, no. An expired, just, um, what are the things you put quarters in that you park next to? Oh, um, meter. Meter. Parking thank meter. you. Parking meter. Um, there's also like, you see a guy, <laughs> you see a guy getting hammered in uh, on a on a uh it's a homeless guy and he's sitting on a couch and he's getting hammered and you walk up and you're like what are you doing citizen and he goes i'm getting drunk and he goes public intoxication is illegal and he goes oh come on man he goes no you have to do that on your own property he goes this couch is my property i dragged it from the junkyard myself (laughs) and you can choose to take him in or give him a warning and there is a gauge where you like prove that there's a gauge that the game takes advantage of that's like do you uphold the law or do you earn the respect of the citizens and you got to kind of balance that right so you don't want to be a turbo dick but you also want to show them that you're not going to let everyone off you know easy so they do stuff like that you can go solve mysteries which sometimes do have you go doing shootouts but other times it's just doing scanning and stuff like that. It kind of reminds me of the detective vision from like either Condemned or Batman. Okay. They're kind of sequences like that. But you get it. Like they're kind of trying to switch up the gameplay, which I like. And you don't have to do it. These are all optional things. So, I don't know. I do dig it. I like the skill tree. Um, And they even have like conversation things with the OCP and stuff like that. So, and they do some great stories. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I really like it. So I think it's a very good game and I think fans of RoboCop will be pleased, but I mean, it is kind of like a, you know, hub worlds with offshoot missions that are, you get to be RoboCop and you get to go through there being a badass. There you go. That's all you want. That's all I want. Right. Yes. Um, that's all anybody wants. I will also say that the nemesis is great and they make up gangs for this game, right? <laughs> like they had to make up some gangs and trees. I think a person like you, I think it's the little things that you're going to appreciate the most, right? <laughs> I think it's the callbacks and how they weave them in. I think it's the issuing parking tickets and stuff like that, where you are just wandering around and you all of a sudden come up on a car and you suddenly see like, you know, a glowing thing and you like hit the prompt and you're like, Oh, I can give this person a ticket. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, and it's just, it's just the little touches like that. Like they pay attention to that stuff, um, that <laughs> I think you'll appreciate. Um, so, but yeah, awesome. RoboCop rogue city was very good. Good. So far, good to I mean, hear. I'm a third of the way through, right? I'm enjoying it. So I'm starting to right. enjoy Alan Wake more and RoboCop is a great, like, a counterbalance to that it's not very hard it's very amusing the writing is extremely well done um now i I don't don't get me wrong this is not the 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 heart of fiction or anything but meaning they they know not to take themselves seriously right they got these goofy gangs and stuff like that because they're like right you gotta you gotta be the new part of delta city's like fuck up like you know so but Anyway, they know what they're doing. So it's been good to just bounce back and forth between those. So, and I won't like, lie, that's 
other than, oh, you know what? Actually, I want to wrap up very briefly, but that's what I've been playing. I wanted to talk about the Retro Tink real quick, the Retro Tink 5X, because I kind of want your take on this. And I know it's getting late and we're on daylight savings, right? So we're already mm. tired. So, but if you've got a little bit of energy, I just wanted to run this by you and get your take on this. Okay. So as I told you with the RetroTink, the idea was, is it'll take in anything. It'll take composite video, component video, you know, the red, green, and blues. It'll take S video. It'll take SCART. It'll take whatever you got that's an analog video source and kick out HDMI. And its purpose was to be easy, right? Like the biggest problem with that FrameMeister or even the... Um, that, those were the ones that used to exist. The XRGB Frame Meister, which was $500, which is a lot, right? When I bought that mm. thing, I think it was $300. But then it was $500, and then it was discontinued. And then they've got, like, the cheaper option, which is... Oh, I'm blanking on it. Everybody knows what it is. It's called the... Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's a European thing. And it has a, a few less options, but it's way cheaper. I think it's 180 pounds so it's probably like wow yeah but it's from europe right so it's it's much cheaper so like when when you think about the fact that the frame meister was from japan and it was 350 when i bought it and 500 at the end and then this thing is um is um uh the ossc the it was called like the on scale converter or something but anyway the ossc is what it's called and it probably okay. costs like 250 bucks <clears throat> shipped from Europe, right? So it's more cost effective and it's available right now. So if you want to buy it right now, it's 250 bucks. Both of those <clears throat> products, the biggest challenge, much like PCs, is that you had to set it up, set up presets, and you can only have like a handful of presets. I think you got 20 with the FrameMeister and you get like five with the OSSC. But like all of these systems are different, right? And so if you want to bounce back and forth between the systems, like trees already, I, I feel like I'd lose you there where you're like, okay, so I got to go figure out how to hook them up. And then I got to go figure out their settings and all this stuff. The RetroTink 5X is, and it started from the 2X. The 2X is the cheap version. I think it's like a hundred bucks. And that's just plug anything in and it makes it 480p HDMI out on any TV. The 5X, its goal is to say, if you want 1080p, we'll let you put old systems in there and kick it up to 1080p, and it looks good, and we make it pretty cost-effective. I think Mike Chi sells the RetroTINK 5X for $300. Hmm. And the idea is, is you just plug anything into it, and it just makes it look good. Trees, for some people, like all you have to do is, and I think it's an initial setup thing, is it asks you, what output do you want? <laughs> yeah. You can pick 1080p and boom, you get 1080p. It's got tons of other settings. It's got like, I think the one thing that they do is 1080p overscan and 1080p underscan. Overscan was the one where you could see like the borders on the outside that like the NES and the Genesis and everything, they would often have garbage data there which is like distracting. Mm. You see it in emulators all the time where it's like on the screen, but like it, it was never intended to be seen by CRT TVs. And oh, so if okay. you do overscan, you can see that area. If you do underscan, it crops it out so that you don't see that stuff. So it looks like a TV, oh. but you can bounce around in crazy resolutions. You can put custom resolutions. It's got a 1440p mode. It's got a 1200p mode for 4k TVs and stuff. But trees, if you don't want to jack with all that, you can just put it on 1080p, hook up your system to it, 
and run it and it looks big chunky pixels razor sharp looks great runs like a dream oh cool yep that's it you can do very mild tweaking and get a much better picture that won't take you very long and it will remember that as your profile you just save your profile and then you just have one which works for all these systems because one of the big things was like i don't i'm I'm guessing you know this even though they kind of had the same base resolution the actual resolution that the system renders at and kicks out especially when you're trying to put it on a higher resolution and through hdmi which needs a handshake that was the big deal with the frame meister was like well you have to know that like the pc engine and super nes do 256 by 244 or something and but the genesis does 320 by 240 but the NES does, right? Again, your eyes are glazing over. You're like, I don't want to have to know this. But the Frame Meister and the OSSC need you to do those settings for that specific resolution so that it works right when you put it on a HDMI TV. Otherwise, it'll look weird. This doesn't do that. The OSSC goes, I know what all these different systems are. When you mm-hmm. plug it up, I'll detect it and I'll make it work. Don't worry about it. So that's another good news. But you can do what are called shadow masks or scan lines. They have both of them where you either pick scan lines where you just add the scan lines manually, which is fine. Or you can do these shadow masks that are pre-built in and it's like a dozen of them. And you just move through these dozen ones and you just see it and it just recreates what it looked like on an old screen, right? With like the, the scan lines or the The boxes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you remember like arcade monitors were different? They had scan lines, but they also had that like, more boxy kind of look because they were like computer monitors almost and then mm-hmm. they have like computer monitors and stuff. They have a bunch of those different stuff and all the popular TVs and like BVMs and stuff. So they're like, you can do Sony Trinitron style or you can do, you know, the BVMs or you can do stuff like that. You can just look at the different versions, the PVMs and you can just toggle through them and whatever looks good. So that's what we did as a group. We were like, let's look at zombies ate my neighbors. And I showed them the dozen. And I was like, which one looks the best? And everyone was like, Oh, either two or seven. And then we just picked one. You know what I mean? But mm. it looks really cool. Cause it kind of looks, it, it really does look like an old TV. And I like that even more for authentic on th- authenticity on a modern TV. And so the idea of this is instead of digging up an old CRT TV, you have to worry about buy the retro tink and then just keep your old consoles and just hook them up to this. And it makes things look good. And actually, if you want to, it can make it look like you bought a CRT TV. You know, it's not perfect. You know, there's, mm. there's always going to be some asshole in the retro community who nothing's going to be good enough for any of them. Right. But for you trees, if you want to just keep your systems you have now and just hook them up to your TV without worrying about lag input lag and like all the mm-hmm. weird, like glitching and stuff yeah. like this will work for that. So that's cool. And so I thought it was very cool. Also to mention to people though, if you're the one out there who wants to do the hardcore crazy tweaking, the retro tink has about 4,000 different settings you can do and make this like the most anal retentive seeking the perfect vision you want if you want to. So just letting people know that. And it has a remote control. That's the other cool <laughs> thing. It has a remote control. So trees on it, I was able to just push the 1080p, you know, cropped over scan. I think they called it inner scan button and it just jumped straight to it. 
And if you want scan lines, there's buttons for all the scan lines. So if you're like, eh, I don't want to do all the crazy shadow masking stuff and I don't want to navigate the menu right now. I just want to push this button and get like simulated CRT scan lines. You can literally just turn it on. And even if your settings get lost or something, you can just push 1080p, push two buttons on the remote and boop, boop, you're ready to go, ready to play. So it's a cool device. Um, and I think it's done a great job. I'm not going to do it because I do have a frame meister and I do have those settings and it's mm-hmm. not doing a whole lot different. Although I do want to fuck around with those shadow masks, but I'm tempted to buy one, but I think I would need to sell my frame meister and I just don't think people want one right now. They can just buy the retro tank. Right. Um, right. And they are making a 4k one that does all kinds of crazy stuff, but it's going to be like a thousand bucks. And they even say like Mike Chi who made it. He's like, this is not a consumer product. This is not to sell to people. This is for people who want to make like crazy shit for like YouTube videos, right? This is for your Jeff Gersmans who wants to put it online as like a video, right? Or your retro mm-hmm. RGB people. And that's fine. But like the Retro Tink 5X, I think is a great solution for people who want something that's very user-friendly, but it can also, if you want a deep dive, you can deep dive with it. And it's very versatile for everything from standard 1080p TVs all the way up to 4K and playing around with them. So it's cool stuff. Yeah, it is. But yeah. So Trees, can I ask you, do you even hook up retro consoles anymore? Or do you really just not? Not. I mean, only because I don't have the room right now. That makes sense. Uh, I used to have the little spot in my basement where I used to do my podcast, the old side. Yeah. And I had all my Genesis stuff hooked up to the old LCD TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but when everything mm-hmm. got moved, all the stuff got put in boxes. And then up in my main office now, mm-hmm. my gaming room, I it's more of a display bookcase. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. my Genesis and games are lined up up there, but nothing's hooked up. It's more for like, you know, I, I do like hooking them up for sure. But yeah, and I'm not going to lie with like, the switch having their online pass and like with all the re-releases and all the different collections that are available all across all these platforms, there's very few Genesis games. You're not going to be able to find if you really want them. So you probably don't have a need for this, but for me, if I wasn't going to go CRT and trust me every day, there's that temptation to just get rid of the CRT TV. I could totally see this being the way I handle this. Um, but yeah, so it's a cool device. It's it not cool. cheap, but like being retro isn't cheap, right? Yeah. There's always options. So, but anyway, so it's a very cool thing. And, um, and, uh, I want to, you know, I want to thank the, uh, person, you know, I don't know if I, well, I've talked about him enough. Thank you, Austin, for allowing me to, to play around with it. I'm probably going to play around with it a little bit more digging in with a couple of the shadow masking stuff. Um, cause I've done a lot of testing with a bunch of different consoles, but I was just most fascinated by the big thing with the frame Meister was you had to switch between like, Oh, okay. Now I have to go get my memory card, make sure I've got the template for the Genesis in there make sure it's all set up. Okay. And then for this one, it was like, no, you played the Genesis. Then you just unhooked it. You hooked in the super Nintendo. It was ready to go. Then you hooked in the fucking N64. It was good with it. Then you hooked up the fucking Dreamcast, and it was good with it. Like it was just able to adapt to everything just quick and easy. And that was awesome. Yeah. So, 
I want to jack around with the weird shit soon. And I probably won't be talking about it on the next show, but I will definitely be doing it. And it's a it's a cool device and you just, it's one and done. You just buy it and you get it. So it's like 300 bucks. You get the remote, the unit, and um, and the power cord and you're good to go. So, all righty. Well, with that, mm-hmm. we've gotten over three hours again. So what say we call it? Okie dokie. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, well, let's get going with it then. Um, so, all right, well, everybody have a good one. We mm-hmm. are way into fall, so I hope everybody had a good um, Halloween. And, um, oh, shoot. Okay. I just want to make sure he knows I didn't forget him. Um, Drew wrote in, um, Clue Drew wrote in an email for us, um, and it was not, like, timely. So, like, it was just a general statement. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'll read your, it, it's, it's got a couple paragraphs though. I'll read it on the next show. I forgot about it. I'm sorry. And I don't want to rush job it when we're all tired. So we'll do it on the next show, bro. But I want you to know we got it and we'll talk about it. Sorry for screwing that up. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so until next week. <laughs> yeah, all right. Happy gaming. Later. <laughs>